people i am josh rogers i am brian Hare, and we are here for another episode of the jigsaw podcast yes, you know yes, what sir. it is we talk about the perils uh-huh. the praises the productivity uh-huh. and the pomp and circumstance of being a real life black person black man black all of them things all the <laughs> in things. america <laughs> how are you brother man it is a great day to be black we are on day nine or ten of black history month yeah. so it's is that much sweeter? The black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. How about Sweeter's you? as the day goes by. Ooh, it's what the, the old rock. saint said. <laughs> I'm doing okay. It is week two um, of Black History Month. And, you know, I've been trying to be extra black in a world of colonizers that doesn't always make that easy to be. Mm. So, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm tired. I would be dishonest if I would say that, you know, I'm... And my most excited self, because mm-hmm. you know this this is the living room. This is family. We talk, right? Um, we tell the truth about some things. So, right. But I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. overall. I'm good. I'm glad another day's journey. And I'm, I'm glad. So glad. And I'm glad. Ain't you glad about it? I'm glad. I'm glad I'm about glad. it. Um, Black History Month started off with a bang last week. You know, bro, we had our brother Charles and Chancey in the bro. living room. And <laughs> it was an episode. An episode of episodes. An episode of episodes. We want to thank the brothers at uh, from AF the thank podcast. You. Um, legit, legit for coming through and blessing us the way y'all did. Uh, we had fun. Man, I listened to the episode like at least twice or maybe three times by now. Yeah, I definitely gave the Holy <laughs> Trinity of listeners. <laughs> because I just it was like I it was like I wasn't on the mic and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much. Bruh. I I was just cackling and kicking the whole time. Listen, just. Kim the chemistry was there, everything was there. Those brothers are family and we can't wait to get them back in the living room. Oh yeah, definitely. And um and do some more. Um I have a confession. Okay. That I want to make. This is my confessions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. So I pulled a you on me. On you. <laughs> you pulled a you on me? <laughs> okay, what was that? You didn't watch that? I ain't watched that with you. And it's not because I've been disinterested. I just... My my windows of time for TV have been consumed by more <laughs> important things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like tonight, I probably could have watched it, but I decided to catch up on Blackish and Mixedish because those are like my shows. Great, um, shows. great shows, right? And then when I was, and most of the time when I decompress, I don't, when I'm really decompressing, I'm just chilling. TV is really just background. Right, right, right. Um, so I don't like. So I was watching like you know, you know how I do living single, <laughs> the, the game since that's on Netflix and Hulu now, different world, like one of those things. So like I want to be able to give it my attention so that I can talk about it. And um, so I'm watching that, um, you know, just so I can be, you know, I can be caught up on the on the mess that is Miss Williams. So I'm right. sorry. Okay. <laughs> you happens. know, you know, you know. Let me take that back. I'm not sorry because I've been on this. Side. I've been on that <laughs> on that side so many times, and I'm extending grace because I know yes. what it's like to be. I know what it's like to be like that. So I'm extending the, the grace because I know what it's like. I'm I'm so glad that you are a gracious brother to me. I just you know the Lord. I said the Lord what happens to be. That's how you happens <laughs> to be. Um, before we move into the song of the week, because I think I got a good one. Um. 
We gave out our prize pack. <laughs> we did. The ultra black <laughs> prize pack, Brian. We did. Yeah. And I think it was a, a hit. What you say? What you say it was a hit? I say it was a hit. It was. Could you could you tell the people what what was all in the prize pack? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> uh, we had some incense, mm-hmm. um, some fabuloso, mm, fabuloso, fabuloso. Uh, we had uh, some aluminum foil, mm-hmm. a six pack of ramen noodles. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> some nine liters, mm-hmm. lemon heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, what else do we have? We had some pro style gel, <laughs> yeah, a bonnet, <laughs> some ginger ale for when you, you know when you when you, when sick. you get sick, you need your medicine. <laughs> <laughs> some shower caps, mm-hmm. um, some Werther's original. Uh, what else do we have? And I think that might have been it, but I'm sure I'm some aluminum foil. Uh huh. <laughs> We had aluminum foil. What else do we have in there? Yeah, we had a bag full of shopping bags. A bag full of shopping bags, yes. A bag full of shopping bags. Oh, man. We told y'all that Joe was going to be ultra black. Oh, yeah. Ultra black. And we, we kept we, our promise. And oh, yeah. what made it ultra, ultra black, it was over a month and a half late. Listen, a month and a half late. It was supposed to be a gift back. <laughs> the woman of God just got it yesterday. She just, it, was, it was around Christmas. <laughs> She just got it yesterday, but shout out to Jasmine Spencer who won. And I'm telling y'all, look out for uh, these announcements for prizes and giveaways because you never know uh, what we're going to give, if it's going to be something real dope, if it's going to be something a little bit more comical. We never know, but make sure you ain't missing out on any of the things. So um, today's episode is focusing on black love. Mm Mm-hmm. We talking about all the things of love. All so I, I so I, 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 you passed it to me last week. I was, I was not necessarily prepared to sing the Black National Anthem, but okay. I'm always here to do that. <laughs> um, but I was, I'm prepared this week. Okay. And I think I found a good love song from one of my favorite groups. Okay. You know, '90s group. I'm not gonna say they are. I'm sure you'll know as soon as I dig into the tune. Oh, are yeah. you ready? I love me a good '90s R&B uh, tune. So let, let me, let me. I'm ready for it. You ready? A wanna, a two, <laughs> a wanna and a two, and it goes. Uh, promises you made me. Okay. Uh, all the things you told me, told me. Okay. Uh, you said you'd never leave me. Mm-hmm. We'll be together for eternity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's all in the past. <laughs> now I know our love will last. Lady, I will do all I can. Uh-uh. Lady, I will be all I am. <laughs> I'll give you all you had before so come, come on in and close the oh, yeah. door <laughs> let me show you what love could be could you just please tell me do you believe in all right <laughs> and the promise that it gives i want to love you for life Cause your love is why I live. Do you? Be- I was gonna go another round, but I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> Do you believe in love? Woo, mm. Lord. And the promise that He gives. Mm. I wanna love you for life. For how long? For life. For life. Cause That's your a- love is why. Is why- I live. That is Joe to see. <laughs> I was to thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you can you can bless him for that. <laughs> that was Joe to see. 
um, Love You For Life on the, off their third um, studio album. It is the, the show, the after part of the hotel. Mm. Now, my mom and daddy played that a lot when I was a kid. I'm not sure I was supposed to be listening to that album. Right. But, but, but we used to listen to that thing in the car. We had, we had a green, that green box Maximum. <laughs> we used to bump that thing in that Maximum, boy. Oh, I tell you, good times. Good times. They don't Great make R&B like they used to. Oh, they don't. They don't. They don't make all y'all want to do is slap folk in the face with a penis and squirt on them. That's all y'all sing about. <laughs> y'all just want to hunch. Y'all just want to hunch. And that's okay. You we know, love, we love I'm, a good I'm, hunch. I'm, I'm here for the WAP <laughs> and all the things, hunch. you know. But mighty God, but you just can love you for life because mm, your love is why I live. Right. Well, you know. Oh, brown sugar, baby. All right. So, get high <laughs> off the <of> love. <laughs> Yeah, don't know how to behave. Don't know how to behave. <laughs> Let me tell you about this girl, or maybe I shouldn't. I met in Philly, and her, her name, name is Brown Sugar. Sugar. See, we be making love constantly. Just why my eyes out of shape. Blood Blood burgundy. burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't get me started. We can have. We can just. We can go in a medley. We can. We can go in a medley of love songs. <laughs> Mighty God, let's get this show started. But we, but we start going to the tension. Let's yes. talk about some black excellence in the Bless Up Report. Let's go. Yeah. All right, we are here at the Bless Up Report. We give a shout out and we salute our black folks who are doing great black things. Josh, you know we do great things. 366, what, 28? 25-8. 25-8. Um, so we're doing great things all the time. Black people are always making history, uh, doing great things. Um, one of your favorite uh, music artists, we're talking about R&B, right? Uh, one mm-hmm. of your favorite R&B artists, PJ Morton. Paul Sylvester Morton Jr. Uh, he's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, My Morehouse brother. He is. Um, so he's not making another album at this, this moment. Uh, he is actually doing something in the community. He is partnering partnering, excuse me, with Dillard University. So he's taking it back to his hometown, New Orleans, Louisiana, and partnering with an HBCU. And he is doing something called Artist in Residence. And basically what it is going to comprise of a spring talent show, a fall masterclass, but most importantly, it's going to be an internship program at his label, uh, which is actually going to operate on the campus. So that's actually dope to see mm-hmm. um, a black man going back to one to his hometown, uh, two going to an HBCU and giving these kids a uh, firsthand um, education uh, and internships, as we, you know. Uh, black folks have a hard time getting internships because we usually have to work during the summers and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so, and we, we can't really afford to work for free, um, but he's doing something great, providing an internship program. I um, mean, he's actually going to be there hands on doing great things. So shouts out, bless up to PJ Morton uh, for all that you're doing. And uh, we'll look for an album sometime soon. Hopefully. With with new songs. With new songs. Glory Nothing to God. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, bless you. <laughs> oh, bless his holy name. <laughs> All right. Bless up to PJ is always um, a moment. Um, do you have a black history moment? I do. You, have you started a- last week. You, you we, can't drop it, bro. We got to continue with a black okay. history moment. Okay. All right. So <laughs> we know you, we, we love the cinema, right? We love mm-hmm. the movies. We like, you know, seeing things. Um, and we love we love black we love black love we love black we love, love black love. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, something good, Negro Kiss was made in 1898. Right? What a title! 
<laughs> what a title. <laughs> Jesus the Christ. Uh, son of God. Um, <laughs> Holy one. <laughs> ancient in all his days. What Precious lamb. <laughs> Mary's only begotten. The great I am. <laughs> oh, that was wrong. Ain't Mary's only begotten. <laughs> Mary, after Jesus, Mary busted wide open. Which I hear just, just Joseph. Joseph I've been that bad. Joseph's stepson. <laughs> Joseph Stepson. <laughs> the great redeemer. <laughs> Ooh, the rose of Sharon. Ooh, the lily of the valley. Wonderful counselor. The bright and morning star. Prince of in peace, <laughs> Prince of peace. Now, I am that I am. Lord of Lord. <laughs> King Elsha of Kings. Elsha die. Alpha and Omega. <laughs> Ooh, the one that who was, who is, and is to come. And is to come. What you say. The author and the finisher of our faith. Ain't he no? I soon come and king. I rock. <laughs> the rose of Sharon. Our redeemer. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh, my Ooh. God, the Prince of Peace. <laughs> Bright morning star. Ooh, Emmanuel. <laughs> God with us. Yes, Jesus Christos. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Ooh. get to this back history moment <laughs> before we go up in here. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, child. Uh, so, thank you, Jesus. Um, so, this uh, this movie uh, made in 1898, mm-hmm. and it actually was the first depiction of black love on film. So, that is huge. That, that is, is definitely huge. huge. That is huge. Regardless of the title. <laughs> Regardless of the title. <laughs> Negro Kiss. Like, <laughs> Negro Kiss. And it was actually only a 29 second silent film. Mm, okay. Which is interesting. So how long was that kiss? So actually, I've actually, uh, so it's, it's resurfaced in the news and mm-hmm. um, I saw clips. So it starts off with them kissing mm-hmm. and then it's like they back up and they laugh and it's literally 30 seconds of them like being lovey-dovey and smiling and laughing and they're kissing like in between. So it's almost like somebody captured, if you saw somebody doing something like real PDA, mm-hmm. that's what... Yeah, that's what okay. the movie, the little film is. Yep. Wonderful. Well, um, yeah, for the 29th second uh, silent film was actually restored recently uh, by the University of Southern California, so USC Trojans. Uh, so that's, that's that's actually pretty dope to have a PWI actually taking some, but they have like a film school. Mm-hmm. So from your kind of, state. From your state. Yeah, from California. You know, we're doing things. Um, but they if they have a film school, so it makes sense that they would, you know, want to restore uh, this and have it, you know, on hand. Uh, so yeah, black up, uh, black up, bless up, black, <laughs> bless up, black history moment. Uh, you know, showing black love and restoring black love, uh, and make sure we have it from uh, for the end of eternity. So that's dope. Yeah, absolutely. We love to see it. You ready to get into the billboard, bro? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I think we have a lot of stuff going on. I'm sure it's we been got a lot going st- on. We got stuff going on. But welcome to uh, the jigsaw obituary section because. Oh, that's just what the beginning of this thing has come to. Now, we know that it can be a little bit depressing to talk about, do these all these RIPs. How be ever? Mm-hmm. We losing icons. We are. And because this is an extra black, blackity black show, we would be remiss if we mm-hmm. did not acknowledge those who are black history, who made indelible marks in our community and our culture. Mm-hmm. And this week we are unfortunately saying rest in peace to Mary Wilson. Oh, um, she was one of the founders of the Supreme. She passed away mm-hmm. earlier this week at the age of 76. Um, her career spanned over decades. She was in the, you know, the famous group, the Supremes. Um, 
with Diana Ross and originally Flo. Um, mm-hmm. Was it Flo Henderson? Flo. Uh, Flo- Florence Ballard. Florence Ballard, yeah. Florence Ballard. Where did I get Flo Henderson from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Florence, Florence Ballard. And uh, and uh, I can't remember the woman who ended up replacing Flo. But, you know, but Mary Wilson, one of the consistent voices and faces of the Supremes. And this is what I want to say to you blacks. <laughs> Y'all didn't give this woman the flowers that she was due when she passed. That nah, thing was silent. That it, thing was quiet. Mm-hmm. I actually found out because somebody that I follow posted a picture of her. I mean, I'm familiar with Mary Wilson. So I was like, oh, is it her birthday? I happened to click the picture. And then the capsule, they talking about the woman that flew up to Zion. Mm. And I said, now, wait a minute. She didn't play Miss Education Laura here and marched on up to Zion. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out when did it happen. When did she right. climb the stairways of heaven? Shout out to the OJs. So... You know, shout. So you blacks got to do better. We got to honor our better. legends and our icons in a better way. But unfortunately, um, she has passed away. So we are sending prayers and thoughts to her family and her loved ones and mm-hmm. everybody who's connected to her. Um, yeah, terrible, terrible loss. So let's. You know, it's this week <laughs> has been filled with. Um, Stupidity. <laughs> and it's been a range of just ignorant stuff that's been happening. But before we dig into, you know, the dumpster that is those those individuals and their actions, mm-hmm. let's start off with some things, you know, a little bit more exciting. Uh, one of the things that brings me great joy in the midst of me having um, a hellacious week so far is that Twitter, Twitter has confirmed that Donald Trump's ban is permanent. Okay. Oh. They said no matter when this fool, if he runs for office again, no matter mm-hmm. what he do, he will not be allowed Never. to run rampant on Twitter. Uh, Twitter said, we're not playing with you. Our app is reserved <laughs> for people with a modicum. Because there's some people who ain't got no sense on Twitter now. But for reserved people with a modicum of sense. And Donald <laughs> John Trump proved that he didn't even have that much sense. So they was like, fam, banned forever. So that is jo- that is pocket of joy number one. Good riddance. Pocket of joy number two is that Auntie Tab, Tabitha Brown, we all uh-huh. know her, you know, like so like that because that's my business. You know, Auntie Tab, mm-hmm. hello there. You know, we, we all know her. <laughs> love her. You know, vegan chef. Now, I do be thinking Tab be capping on some of them vegan recipes, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's neither here nor there. Some, listen, Cajasa Palms are going to never be no fried fish, Tab. We love you, but mm-hmm. it ain't going to be no fried fish. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, she had been talking on social media, bro, about she was finna, um, she does like these things every Monday and like Friday as part of her social media engagement. And she had been preparing to stop some of them. And everybody was like, okay, whatever. She talked about this big project. Well, it's been revealed that she is about to have a recurring role on show stars, showtime, showtime, showtimes, showtimes. <laughs> the, the shy. I know it was one of the S's, um, mm-hmm. the shy. Um, and it's just going to be super interesting because you, you watch the shy. That's something you oh. actually watch, right? Don't do me. So I, that's I a watch. yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I watch the show. <laughs> okay. So if you know the shy is kind of grungy and mm-hmm. you know, you know, just real, you know, hood and whatever, 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 shoot them up, bang, bang. Right. And you know, and Tab is, you know, our auntie, lovable Tab. Right. But so so I'm interested to see how they incorporate her, what her role is going to be. Um, I know that she said that she is an actress and she's pursued that, so I'm really interested to see, you know, how she actually acts. I right, believe right. she's gonna do well, but I'm super excited because she is making great strides um in her career, and it's just her time. So we celebrate yes, Tab. We, cel- we celebrate you, Queen. Um, kill it, and we will be watching. And listen here, Lena Waithe and all the people. Please. Y'all be jumping from plot to plot and story to story. <laughs> and don't be connecting some of these dots. Okay? I, I'm you, confused. You be, we be in utter confusion. 
Now the stuff be good. We just be like, but what happened? Right. How did, last, there how, did, how did we get there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What was it between season two or three? We had a whole investigation, and the whole the cop they just gone. Gone. Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. We just like Lord, give us the strength that we need. But we are we. Despite all those things, we are excited about Tabitha Brown. The other thing in black history, bro, uh, in black Hollywood, rather, is that mm-hmm. the best man, the movie. Okay. One of the greatest black love movies ever. Black movies about, you know, relationships and friendships mm-hmm. and love and all that kind of stuff. They are coming with a limited series. Um, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a ten part series that's going to um uh, it was requested by Peacock, so you know that's Universal and all them NBC, all them folk like that. But here's here's the thing about it. Okay. It's gonna feature the original cast. And you know, a lot of times these little limited series and that stuff like that, it does not feature um, the original actors. They got to go find folk. They got to try to redo it. But this one will feature them. And it is called The Best Man Final Chapters. So I'm excited about what these 10 episodes are. Please give us an hour piece. Okay. We don't want 30 minutes. If you're going to give us this kind of show, if you're going to do this for us, Mm -hmm. give us a full hour. Give us 10 hours of content. Right. And that way y'all could be done. Let Terrence J get married and all that kind of stuff. Let's see mm-hmm. life after death. Right. Um, and, you know, and Morris Chestnut, go to acting class. <laughs> get it together. Because you, right. you're, just, you, you're just a pretty black man. And, and, <laughs> and, and I'm sick of it. Right. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Your acting skills are as great as Keith Sweat's vocals. Okay. <laughs> and that ain't good. No, okay. not at all. So let's 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 slide down the hill okay. ever so slowly. Bow Wow, the biggest oh. capper in, on, in the game, mm-hmm. has told us as if we care that he's going to drop a final album. Okay, I don't know that anybody was looking for a Bow Wow album, I'm, but <laughs> in relation to Lil Bow Wow, you just don't know. He said that he's going to focus on his TV and film career. Now I'm actually not mad at that because Bow Wow is a decent actor, mm-hmm. so I'm actually not mad at that. What I am irritated by is that this fool says that he also wants to pursue a wrestling career and join the WWE formerly known as the WWF Brian sir why is the bad is like 4'8 like (laughs) like you ain't got like you want to quit like one ain't nobody checking for your music nobody and then two like who's gonna be like you know what I want to watch this Bow Wow wrestle I want to watch Bow Wow go against the rock even though like, he's not real wrestling anymore. But still, you get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. Like, no one's sitting there saying that. Like, no one's, like, checking. I'm not going to be like, you know what? Let me turn on this WWE Raw or SmackDown or whatever. Good Bow Wow. I mean, but then again, I'm, 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 that's probably a lie. But, but I will I, I say. I probably will check it out. We do know <laughs> WWE is mostly acting. Mm-hmm. It is, it is sports entertainment. So, right. but those guys get, like, there's still a skill. You have to be, like, really oh, skilled yeah. to be able to do that. There's a great level of athleticism. Because, mm-hmm. like, I was telling my dad, I think one time, he used to tell me as a kid, it's fake. I said, but, Dad, they putting him in a chokehold. You got to lift. You still got to lift that 300-pound dude, in the, yep. like, in the air. Like, he mm-hmm. may have jumped, but you got to hold him if you're doing that stunt. So, yep. We'll see what happens, but by the way, I'll go like get off my get off my Instagram feed with Please. that And then talking about you want Ray Mysterio Jr. to be your tag team partner. Man, Bye. if you don't get out of here with that <laughs> foolishness, let's keep going down the hill. Mm-hmm. Cause it don't get no better. Um, there's a white boy by the name of Timothy Wilkes. Now, this is kind of sad mm-hmm. because he died. Folks die every day. Folks dying every day. <laughs> How be ever, this little YouTuber and known prankster tried to pull a prank mm-hmm. on the wrong people. He did a fake robbery with a knife. Mm. 
Mm. And homeboy didn't know it was no fake knife, didn't know it was no mm. prank. He had a gun on him and shot that man to death. Now, mm. this is less of a this is less of a as of, of a story mm-hmm. and more of a warning. Quit playing with folk who mm. ain't trying to play with you. Uh-uh. Now, we are saddened to to hear, you know, the loss of a life. Right. However, you can't play like that, man. No, nah, not at all. You can't not play like that. And every and all the witnesses said like it was a we they thought he was being robbed and attacked. Tennessee is a stand your ground state. They have mm-hmm. to, you know what I'm saying? This guy had a license to carry the gun and he shot him and you know, unfortunately he died. Nobody has been arrested. All I'm saying is, from this day forward, let this be anybody less. If you're going to do a prank, do some, just do some, like, stop playing with folks in general. Right. But do some just silly. Like, jump out of a closet and scare somebody. Right, like, pulling a knife from somebody's not fun. Yeah, put, like, put, put a fake roach on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. do some little stuff like that. Fake a fart. I don't know. But, right. like, try, like, <laughs> trying to, like, trying to pull a knife and to imitate a robbery, that's, that's not, not funny. That's not a prank. That's not funny, fool, fam. And you should now know that. Well, he doesn't know anything because he doesn't mm. exist. But people should now know that, right? Like, why would you do that? Yeah, like, and a lot of these, like those type of pranks where they're like going in certain neighborhoods, or it might not have been in that neighborhood, but you see those like kids going in like into New York and they running up on people mm-hmm. and stealing people's phones and stuff like that. Like that stuff is not funny. It's like, not funny because if I catch you and you steal my phone, I'm fighting you. Yeah, and I, you can yell and say it's just a prank, bro. I don't care. Nah. At this point, we swinging, and I'm not stopping until I feel vindicated. Right. <laughs> but you know, prayers to that man, family. Sorry to that man, but prayers right. to his family. But that should be a list to all y'all YouTube prankers out there. Yeah. Stop. Please stop it. Last, but certainly not least, mm-hmm. Tessica Brown. You heard of sure. Tessica Brown? <sighs> Jessica Brown is a young lady, um, daycare owner. Let's just mm. give, let's just put this in context. Mother, oh, daycare owner. Um, so she, she, you know, she, she calls herself being, you know, versed in you know grooming and hair care, mm-hmm. and you know, typically she used like this holding spray, this hair holding glue. I think called you know goo too good to be true or some, something along the line. She mm-hmm. ran out. Okay. And as a substitute, sis got Gorilla Glue mm-hmm. adhesive spray. Put it on her hair. And for the last month has been unable to do in to make her hair move. She says she washed it over 15 times. Mm-hmm. Would not come out. It was so stuck. Clippers can't go through it. She, 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 you know, it's it's just, but based on all the reports, bro, and everything mm-hmm. that's been going on, mm-hmm. she, okay, deliberately, mm-hmm. she made a choice mm-hmm. to put this in her hair. Now, part of me feels bad because this is a terrible situation, but there's another part of me that was like, what? What are you thinking? Right. Nothing like Gorilla Glue ain't sold in beauty supply stores. Right. It ain't nowhere near hair care or personal hygiene sections. You got to go to home improvement mm-hmm. areas. You mm-hmm. got to go to the Home Depot, the Lowe's, the Ace. Right. Like, I I, I, I am utter confusion. If that if the confusion emoji was a person, it's me right now. Yeah, I think I heard an interview and she was like, 
I, I ran out of hair products. So mm-hmm. I said, let me use this Gorilla Glue. Like, and she was like, I've used it before. Like, but not on like, my hair. I've used it on other things. Like, what make what will make you think to use Gorilla Glue? But the label says hair? that it is inappropriate for skin and body contact. That is for putting the bumper back on your mama's car. Gorilla Glue is for putting a table together. Gorilla Glue is for, you know, fixing a knife handle. It is not made to slick your hair back. At all. I, I, I just don't get it. And now she's going through this pain. She's, you know, and Gorilla Glue put out a statement and gave her suggestions to use like alcohol and acetoner and mm-hmm. all these different ooh, type of things. Ooh. And, you know, and they sh- like she's finally cut her ponytail off. So that got off. And now she's headed. She's flying somewhere, I think, to L.A. Mm-hmm. based on her Instagram to get surgery to get mm-hmm. this glue out of her hair because. And then the girl talked about suing. I bet you Gorilla um, Glue's general counsel is just looking at her like. Don't you even do this. Like, I, I dare you. I dare you. You're not going to get any. Like, you made a dumb decision. You can't right. sue them because right. you misused their product. You didn't read their. Girl. No. So. If, no. I, and I'm all for a come up, but that, that ain't that it. That ain't it. Mm-mm. That ain't it. And something, and something about it, bro, is bothering me, too, because she got, like, a manager booking info on her bio now. And I'm just like, sis, uh-huh. why are you trying? Like, this is nothing you should really be proud of. Should be capitalizing on. No. Like, I think people feel bad for you because as dumb as the decision was, mm-hmm. like, it's really messed up that you're going through what you're going through. Like, we're not going to take that away. But at the end of the day, let's make this point very clear, sis. You made a decision, right? <laughs> you made a choice. You read yes. that label and you and you chose violence against yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like you, it, it just stupidity, just stupidity. So, oh, we've ran down the hill. Let's run back up, okay? And let's get ready to go into the living room. We got <laughs> some special guests. We do right here with we do. us, and they're going to help us talk through black love. Mm. Um, so grab your drink, grab your yeah. snack, grab your um, box of heart chocolates, and all those chocolate things. cover strawberries, Cho- all the things, everything that makes you think about love. Mm-hmm. Let's get together, pull up a seat, and let's go into the living room. Let's go. Ring-a-ling-a-ling, folks. We have some folks here in the living room, and we are excited. We are, again, we said last week it was black. Um, this week is black as well. We have some beautifully black folk in the living room today. Right. Uh, we're going to talk about black love. Um, mm-hmm. So we have brought some special guests that's going to help us do that. So first, uh, Jennifer, can you introduce yourself for those that do not already know you? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. My name is Jen. I'm from the DMV area. All right. I am a Christian influencer, and I specialize in all things singleness and sisterhood, and I'm excited to be here. That's what's up. Welcome, Jen. We are super glad to have you back on the podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, back on the podcast. Top 10 rated show. Top what 10 rated show. Top 10 rated got, show. We got two of our top 10 people here. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so we're going to bring up Atlanta's own superstar himself. He's going to introduce himself. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> what's up, y'all? My name is John Wood. I'm a poet, spoken word artist from... Southwest Atlanta, the beautiful city of Atlanta. Um, I'm also a business owner. I run two clothing brands here in Atlanta. One is a faith-based brand called Stained Glass Apparel. The other one is a black excellence brand brand called Black Forever. 
and it's black because I've been disturbing white spaces all the time with my sweater. <laughs> listen, when I I, I, wrote, I wore that thing to work, that Racist Apart by Eternal Destiny, and listen. they was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, you better. <laughs> and let me just say this. I know the folks that uh, listen can't see us, but all of us have on something black. So it's just. <laughs> it's just what it is. It, just, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. It ain't no new black. Black is listen, black. Black is black. <laughs> Black is black. So um, tonight's episode, this week for everyone, um, this month rather, for everybody who knows, it's Black History Month. It and is. And Carter G. Wilson sacrificed all the things so that we could celebrate. You know, we do um, Black History 366-25-8. However, mm-hmm. we take special credence during the month of February. We and, show out. Um, you know, and that, 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 little, that little made up holiday coming up, Valentine's Day. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say, say what I got to say. You know, I just don't, you know. But so we thought, you know, we would talk about some black love this week. And I thought we brought two very um, special people on. But before we dig deep into the conversation, um, Brian, we're going to have a little fun to play a game called This or That. Yes. Y'all yeah. like games? Okay, yeah, yeah I, I'm rocking with it. <laughs> All right, so basically this or that, for those that do not know, the listeners and just for you know instruction's sake so i'm going to name two things and then you have to decide which one you what you choose this or that y'all ready i'm ready okay wine and dine or netflix and chill <laughs> wine and dine <laughs> <laughs> i'm a low-key wine and dine i ain't i ain't scared to run the checkup hey <laughs> all right <ladies>. come through <laughs> All right, okay, wine and dine. So we've got two uh, wine and dines. All right, next up, get fluid out or extravagant staycation? Mm, fluid out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to stay in the city, Jen? Mm-hmm. Fly me out. Ice me out, fly me out. I don't know if I'm in the, in the position to get fluid out or I don't, I don't even know if I'm fl- flying anybody out, but in, in, the, uh, in the panoramic, we're going to have to do the staycation. It gets context in that one. It's context. <laughs> but there are sugar moments, so you can get flued out. Listen, it's listen. Fair. It's twenty twenty one. Fair. Very fair. <laughs> All right. Um um words of affirmation or physical touch. Words of affirmation. Okay. I feel like probably earlier in life I would have said words of affirmation, but I feel like as I get older I'm kind of I'm more of a physical touch guy. Listen, touch me, tease me. Listen, Listen. Listen, I swear, I don't know when that switched for me, but it's just so different. I was like, come over here. (laughs) I think mine is context, though, because I don't want you touching me if we have not built something with words. So it's like. Okay. Oh, that is fair. That is it. See, and I told y'all, we got the experts here. We got the people. (laughs) Um, So let's dive deep into it. If anybody knows um, the the forever tardy icon herself, Lauryn Hill, penned her one infamous album. And it was an album. It was was an an album. album. You know, that's that's probably why she didn't give us enough. She said, listen, I didn't give you my, put my soul into this thing. If you had to give us one, at least you gave us a a, a classic of all classics. gave us classic. But if you remember anything about it, she had these like interludes and stuff. And it was all kind of based around this teacher asking, start off asking the class, what is love? Right, mm-hmm. so we so we pick we we stealing from his heel tonight. We going there straight at y'all. What is your definition of love, Jen? Um, it's an action mm-hmm. deeper than a feeling, deeper than an emotion. It's a choice um, to decide to 
to act on mm-hmm. what you feel for someone who is, or people who are close to you and have a significant meaning in your life. Sure, sure. John? Yeah, I think these days I define love as um, a decision to, like, be your best self for somebody continuously and to, like, give them your best, like, regardless of, like, what they're doing. Mm. Mm. I think that's good. Y'all both kind of made, kind of said the same thing in terms of it's a decision, it's a choice. Um, It's not interesting. People usually feel that, think that it's like some type of just emotion, right? Um, But those of us who, I've been married 10 years, well, 11 years this year. Mm. Josh, you've been married a minute. We know we wake up and there's some days that love, that feeling (laughs) ain't there. Like you, my baby mama today, that's it. (laughs) <laughs> that's it yeah roommate <laughs> roommate <laughs> and we can we be honest can we be real it's the trust tree it's the trust tree, <laughs> it's the trust tree. <laughs> there's some days it's really just like oh we so it, it, it is really is making that decision to love um and some people say falling in love but it's actually growing so y'all answered about love what is the importance of black love i think it's important that we can see people within our culture really loving and acting on that love because we have been through so much. Mm -hmm. Um, We have been so stripped. Uh, We have been so violated and we have been separated. So Mm. seeing a, when you see a black man, you see strength, you see um, uh, authority for me. Um, I see a leader, right? Um, And with a black woman, you see the ability to multiply, the ability of resilience, but those two together is a forceful unit. So I think mm-hmm. that it's very important that we have representation of those strong figures um, since the world tried to rip that from us. Ooh, yeah. I think black love is important because um, I think loving within like your context is so important. Like somebody that comes from where you come from they you know they got a black mama they got a black whatever you know what i'm saying grandma you know what i'm saying they've you've had similar experiences so it's just so much about yourself that you don't have to explain to that person and i think like that um those like those shared experiences and being able to like build on top of that um and love someone like i think those are really big things and i think um, I think it's just, it's, it, I think, you know, I, I made a shirt like a few years ago that um, said that like black love is radical, you know what I'm saying? Because like, um, I think that what, you know, what we see out in like, what we see in media, what we see in music, what we, what we see is, is kind of the opposite of that. I think we see more of this, that, um, that black affection or our want to be with somebody on the, of the opposite sex is mainly off of se- you know off of straight sexual feelings you know what i'm saying and i think that um true black love challenges that no I, I i agree and a lot of people say joy is an act of resistance i would argue to say that black love is too right because it really counters all of the narratives to your point of what they say we can, what we can and cannot do right that they like to show us a lot of times in toxic lights i think even in in media um, there's just so much toxicity <laughs> in some of the figures that are presented in terms of black love. Even some of the ones that are more positive, like blackish, like Andre and Bo, you know, you know, Andre, the, Andre, you know Andre. the things, right? Yeah, but right, yeah. but <laughs> I think real black love is an act of resistance because it shows like there is foundational like 
there's a foundation to these black families, right? And everybody mm-hmm. ain't whatever these stereotypes is. And I think even beyond just romantic love, right? The love between mother and son, fa- you know, father, daughters, children, parent, all that different mm-hmm. kind of stuff, even relationally among our platonic friendships, like that, you know, affection and building upon that is super, super important, specifically for us as a community, because it breeds hope. Um, it does breathe joy and mm-hmm. it shows, you know what I'm saying, that this too can exist. It, black folk ain't void of love. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, oh, just, nice. you know, just, just, just add it. Um, but while we're there, uh, Jen, what are, what are some cultural nuances specifically with like romantic relationships um, that you've experienced, you know, being a black woman? For me um, and for a lot of black women, I think there is this, this, um, false narrative that we are too strong for love that we don't want to be coddled that we are these uh superhuman independent women you can't tell us nothing i'm a boss and i want you to bow down to me and i'm like absolutely not bring me my husband like come on let's let's get this popping but i think because we have been the epitome of strength for so yeah. long and the i've been saving the world for so long for real like like, it's like, I think people think we want to be strong all the time. And I'm like, babe, come on so I can lean on you. Like, come, you want to take control? Like, let's do it. Um, also, this false narrative that we don't want to submit. We're not submitting to trash. But I am very much uh, uh, lo- lovable or... Um, just acknowledging of a man with vision, with insight, with ambition, who wants a family, who wants to move forward. And I will, um, you know, kind of let you lead and and do all the things that that entails. Like, so I think that's for me, that's one of the, the two of the things, the submission, the strength and just the ability to want to be loved. Um, yeah, like we, we want. We don't want you just to bow to us. We don't want you just to do what we ask you to do. We want you to be strong and be Mm -hmm. leaders and lead us and our, my future babies. So. Yes. (laughs) John? And what you mean by cultural nuances, can you, can you break that out for me a little bit more? Yeah. So like as a black man, right, as you experience and navigate relationships and like, you know what I'm saying? Love, right? Like, I guess, what are some of those things you have experienced or have noted that are specific to you? Right. As John, the black man. Yeah, for sure. I think um, what a couple of things I have noticed is um, I feel like I don't I don't even I don't know if it's a it's a thing where black men aren't necessarily like stepping up or treating women like the right way. But Mm -hmm. I'm always super interested as like the guy who was like the first to do this. You were the first guy to ever treat me this way or. Mm take me out this way or to like uh, wine and dine me or to, you know, like court me or whatever it is. Like um, that's an interesting thing that I've kind of run into. Um, You know, that's, that's a bit challenging. I think, you know, I think that's definitely um, an unfortunate thing where you kind of run into, you know, black women who are like, at this point, I'm in my later twenties, you know, who have yet to see, you know, a man kind of show up for them in that way. Um, another thing that I'm beginning, I think that men are beginning to undo is like, you know, this toxic masculinity thing and like men being able to really show their feelings, really express themselves, really note that they have trauma that they need to undo and they can no longer mask that as like something else. You know what I'm saying? And I think our generation of men are doing a really good job and be like, hey, like 
I got some stuff going on that I need to work out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to continue to pass it down to my son and, they're, you know, and it'll keep going. So I think those are things that I've noted, like, within myself, yeah. things I need to undo. So, yeah. Um, that was actually good as far as, and that's, I kind of, I want to say, like, back on social media not too long ago, there was a lot of the, like, the black man versus black woman um just conversation and it was like to me it was like it was really heartbreaking yeah um as a black man who feels you know and again feels because i'm not a woman so i can't say if i'm doing all the right things or not but felt like i was you know standing up and protecting our black women and being the right person and and there was even some areas that my wife was like um you cool in this area but um (laughs) you need to (laughs) you need to work out this and then i had to like really be you know like have some like self-awareness and some self-reflection and be like Oh, I, I thought I was doing good. I need to do better, uh, not only for myself, but also to you know, honor our queens and our sisters um, to the level that they should should be uh, honored at. So that was a, a great point in terms of uh, culture, but also in terms of society. Um, good question. Where or when did you first see black love? What was your first example of black love that you saw? So for me, it's my parents. Um, okay. My parents have been married for 49 years. And, Come on, um, 49 years. Yeah. Wow. And like, they are best friends. They were high school sweethearts. They love each other. Um, so while it is my first example, I think as a single woman, it's almost crippled me a little bit because mm-hmm. I don't see that much of it or people haven't had the experience that I have. So it's kind of like what I see as the golden ticket, they're like, does that exist? And I'm like, no, I've seen it. Like it works. Um, <laughs> right. So yeah, that was my, that was my first example of black. Yep. Same with my parents as well. Um, uh, two, I had my parents and my godparents. On my godparents side, I saw like a very like affectionate, like lovey dovey type love. Like mm-hmm. my parents are like, like bosses. They like, go get money together like you know what i'm saying they like you know <laughs> <laughs> they like business they like business partners slash lovers so um it's cool to kind of see those two um nuances so yeah i grew up around both of those examples of black love that's that's so dope and it's it's so interesting that like the perspectives like it's still black love but they're different because for me like it was my parents as well they've been let me see I'll be 32. I was in the wedding. So I'm trying to go count back. (laughs) They was loving before you were around. Listen, they was black loving. Um, But I think they're inching up on 30 years next year, if I'm not mistaken. But what I saw from them was interdependence. And it kind of goes to your point, Jennifer, like my mom submits to my dad, but there's also spaces in which my dad understands her strength. And it, and I never saw it take away from his ability to be the man or to lead or to anything like that. And then also even just domestically, like to this day, my dad does all the laundry in the house, like wash, sort, fold, put up all the things, right? Because one, he was like, I don't like the way your mama do laundry. <laughs> but part of that is from his background, too, because both of his parents managed dry cleaners. So he had this very particular way. So my mom was like, you want it done that way? You do it. But for him, it wasn't like, I ain't tripping. Like, it's, this is what I want. And if I want a certain way, I'm not going to beat you over the head because you ain't doing it. I'm going to do it. And I just saw that level of consistent compromise and partnership. For real, for real, I saw that example, and it was just, it was really, really beautiful to see. And and to your point, Jen, I think for me, even growing up, I think a lot of men sometimes, specifically those who are really close to their mom, be looking Mm -hmm. for mama. 
And I thought that was going to be a thing, like, because even my wife today, and she know this, this ain't no secret, like, she doesn't cook. But when I married her, I'm like, I ain't married her for her cooking. But even, All like, right. you know, <laughs> I didn't. But, but, like, there were so many other qualities about her, like her support. Um, like right even now like I fall more in love with her because just see how she mothers our two boys like all these different types of things with such great character so while I love my mama she was a standard but she like she wasn't necessarily the only example by which if I ain't finding Robin Rogers I ain't get married you know what I'm saying I think on both ends we can fall into that trap um, because we you know we we see that we, we see that love um, Brian what, what was your first example bro um, well interesting thing is like i Single parent home. So okay. I did not see a lot of, let me say this, in terms of relationship as far as man, woman, black love. Mm-hmm. Um, but our house wasn't like empty or devoid of affection. My mom my mom hugged us, kissed on us every single day. So uh, that's, I'm a physical touch person. Like I love hugs. I love kisses because every single day, like my mom hugged us, kissed us, told us she loved us. Words of affirmation too. Um, she brought me a Valentine's Day gift every year. Um, we went on dates. All that stuff. Like my mom, like loved on us. Yeah. So although I didn't see it in terms of um, my mom being in a relationship, because she was single most of my my life until she got, until I, most of us got older. Um, I didn't see it, but um, I I felt the love and I knew what the love that I wanted. Oftentimes by seeing the way my mom and dad interacted, I ain't really care for that because they weren't together. But mm-hmm. then also seeing other toxic relationships, which I was like. I don't want that. And I know that's not love, right? Yeah. Um, and then even on, like in media, like songs and music, you kind of, I kind of love basketball. You know, I wanted that fairy tale love. I, you know, the songs. Can we talk all. about love and basketball? <laughs> we, is that not an example? It, it, it was a mess. It's, okay. It was a mess. <laughs> and, you yeah, know, right, right, right. But I want, I, but, and, but the thing about it, if you didn't see, like that was the basis. But the, you, great, Jen, great segue. Right. So a movie just came out and uh, we don't want to go to spoilers because it's kind of fresh and brand new. We give y'all some time Um, to watch it. We'll give y'all some time to watch it. (laughs) Next week we'll be talking about it. Um, But Malcolm and Marie, toxic, toxic, toxic. But we ain't going to talk about that because we don't want to spoil. But in media, we've seen some relationships. And let's just talk about some of these. Uh, Dwayne and Whitley, um, Martin and Gina, um, Lawrence and Issa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeke and Monica, like I kind of mentioned that. So, in I guess, what is the representation that we've seen, um, either good or bad or indifferent, whatever, in black love in media? I think those are some really good um, examples, and I think the one that resonates the most with me, and I'm so ashamed. I'm very ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ashamed. We're in the trust tree. Is, no judgment. Is Whitley and Dwayne? I think that we have. Mighty God, it's complex. <laughs> Because that's the background that I came from, not necessarily millions of dollars, but this pampered, you know, type of lifestyle, because I'm not Mm -hmm. an only child, but I was raised like an only child. So it's kind of like, what do you mean you're not doing? What what do you mean you're not doing what I need you to do? Like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm I'm calling you. You're not coming. Like, I don't don't understand. Um, So I do think we see a lot of that. I do think we see um, a lot of for me growing up, like the struggling and trying to make it. And when I say struggling, I mean, financially wise, like good times, like they didn't have a lot of money, but they had love. Right. So 
Um, and then you have people like the Cosby's. The Cosby's was my favorite. I also resonate with them as well of that healthy, wealthy type of love with a multi-dimensional um, and a lot of kids type mm -hmm. of feel. So I think that's what we've seen in media. But as for me, when we, well, all of us, because I think we're in the same age bracket when we grow up, then you see things like um, Beyonce and Jay-Z, who is a lot of people's relationships goals, but I don't really, I'm not really feeling it. You know, um, I just feel like if you could cheat on Bay, I mean, I don't. Listen, that's we've said that in the in the group chat. If Beyonce can get cheated on, I'm just saying. But then <laughs> it's like, but, but we Nobody pick says. and choose. We pick and choose, right? Because you have Beyonce and Jay Z. But then when Cardi and um, what's his name, Offset, got Offset, to do mm -hmm. it, it was just like, well, he's terrible, but they both are cheaters. So you know, it just depends on who's the fan favorite, who's the flavor of the month. But I do think we have a. I don't think it, our love is one-sided. I think we've had a lot of different types of examples um, mm -hmm. of love in the media. Okay. Yeah. I think we've had healthy representations of black love in the media. And like when we're writing our own stories, I do believe that like we try to do our, our the best job we can at conveying, you know, the story that we want to tell. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a poetry head. So I was always, you know, the, the the Nina and Darius story, you know what I'm saying, was toxic. Yeah, it was also. So it was like <laughs> and so I think, yeah, like I think yeah, the stories that we that we choose to tell. I think yeah, growing up, like I did, yeah, I was a big Fresh Prince person. I was a big you know, uh Martin, uh shoot, Jamie Foxx, like uh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um yeah I I really enjoy like you know those types of shows or whatever, but um those were, I mean they were mainly comedy shows. I don't think it was really there for like to show black love. You know what right. I'm saying? You know it was mainly comedy. But um I'm just thinking about like representations of of love in, in different facets. But um the Cosby Show as well. I was uh, you know I watched a lot of Cosby shows. Probably one of my favorites for a while. But um I think one thing that I, I see a lot on social media is this um dislike that black love always um involves uh like some type of trauma like Ooh, you gotta okay. you know yeah you gotta go through something you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying y'all gotta mm -hmm. have you know and it's like there are no like necessarily like if you look at like maybe i don't know maybe white movies or something like that like it's not necessarily the same stories you no, know and, true <laughs> yeah true. I mean, because yeah. we could even lean into Lawrence and Issa a little bit, right? Um, you know, everybody watching Secure, I, I hope so. Yeah. Um, but, like, <laughs> you know, like, there's this whole concept, you know, even from season one that we see they try to push on us, right, that this, the black woman has to build this man mm -hmm. or wait on him to whatever, whatever. And then you had the Lawrence Hive to where, like, but she cheated. But it's like, you know, we're not justifying it fidelity, but... You know, he, it was you know, a long he, time. It was a long time. I mean, he been building this app time. for a long a time. Long time. <laughs> she came home from work. He was on the couch. He was on the couch, yeah, not doing yeah, anything. Long time. He long missed time. our birthday you know, twice. Right, twice. twice. And then, you know, want to all, you know, all of a sudden come up and be this dude. And we've just seen, like, over the, you know, rest in peace to Insecure because they're about to end. But oh, God, we've seen us. over the last four seasons, right, how, like, the evolution of what it was that they, you know, that, that, that they have. And I just kind of want to speak to that a little bit more. So, Jen, like, like what I guess specifically as a black woman, right? How do you feel about this concept that you know it's it's the woman's responsibility to take this 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 diamond in the rough 
and shine him up so that he can be the husband or the man. Otherwise, you might as well just prepare to be single. I hate it. And I feel like yeah. that's our reality. I feel like when we voice our preferences um, when it comes to financial stability and what we look for and being provided for, supported, and um, covered, it's kind of like, you a gold digger. And it's just like, but... You know, our white counterparts, that's what they look for. Like, they're not letting their kids marry. I mean, for the most part, that come from wealthy families and stuff. Or middle class. Like, they're not letting them, their daughter marry someone who doesn't know who they what what they want to do for work or career wise and things like that but for us and i think that comes again circling back to being able to fix everything oh girl you can handle it oh that's nothing mm -hmm. and it's just like well no i don't want struggle of well y'all just don't want nobody i mean that's a good man and it's just like i'm sorry i'm just saying at 30 plus years old i don't want to eat pork and beans right now and live in a one-bedroom apartment because that's not what i'm doing now so i'm just saying you know maybe not but if we get frowned upon when and it, and it's almost as if again this um imaginary notion that we're hard to love or that we're asking for too much and you don't get that in other cultures like you literally would have to go to this person's um um her father and their family and make sure that you could provide for them and and show receipts of what you've done and what you're going to do in the future so it's definitely hard like it's definitely it, it it gets really sad. Yeah, it, it does. Like, John, do you feel like you have to be built up? Or are you, like, I think you talked about it earlier, are you taking this? Not that you have trauma. I'm not, John ain't got, I'm not saying John out here with trauma and bags and luggage. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, have you, as a man, have you? are you saying, like, I'm going to do the work before I step into a relationship? Or do you have an honest expectation, like, we both going to be little projects? Um, yeah, I'm going to do, <laughs> I think, yeah, you can do, I think you can, you can do as much work as you can by yourself. But some things, I think, you guys know, and like what I've heard, you know, that, mm -hmm. you know, you know, relationships and marriage, they, they, they do, they're still going to expose those areas. Oh, so. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it's still going to do that. So, like, I think there is going to be some level of that. But, like, yeah, I can't be, I'm not, you know, I'm 29. I'm not the same 22, 23, 23, you know, 24 year old, John, you know. So, I think, yeah, I've, I've grown there and I would expect, you know, somebody I've dating to have some, done some work as well. Yeah, and, and that's 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 a great point. Um, and, and we talked talk about marriage. Like it is a, I think the sad thing I, I think I don't like is that when married folks make it seem like, like being single is like the worst thing in the world. And yeah. then like as if like you get married and it's like oh snap you're like free, um, but it's 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 growing right. You're still continuing to grow, and there's ways that I've grown in my in marriage. Um, and you know I wasn't like, huh. I wasn't like my wife polished me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but it wasn't like toxicity. It wasn't toxic. It was more or less like I got married when I was 24. She was a little bit older than me, like maybe a year or two, and it was we grew together, right? But it wasn't like the toxic thing. Um, but I think you know when it comes to that, it's our own self work. It's going to therapy yeah. for yourself and reading books for yourself and um, trying to be the best you. So then when you come together, it's like oh. Uh, what is it? Neo and Fabulous said, I'm a force, but I'm by myself. But when we're together, like, you know, you make, you make me, me better. Be you make me better. Mm -hmm. Like, right. Um, so let's kind of shift or pivot a little bit um, because I got married and Josh got married and a lot of people got married and in relationships pre COVID, pre pandemic. Um, and it's a whole new way it's of life. It's a whole Panini Press out here. <laughs> it's a and, whole panoramic. And we just want to know. <laughs> How are you navigating the things? 
For sure. Yeah, folks still out here dating, bro. Like I've been on I've been on a, a, a few uh COVID dates. Y'all on Zoom? In person? Like, where, what where you doing? In person. You, you Google chatting? <laughs> In person. Okay. Yeah, I mean you just I guess you just gotta hope they ain't got it, but <laughs> And, and the funny thing is, if you would have said that before the pandemic, that like you saying, "I hope they ain't got it," is a whole nother term. Right. A whole nother term. <laughs> it's right? a whole nother thing. But wait a minute, John. Pause. <laughs> Will you meet her? Uh, so, so are you meeting her online? Because I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to say, because if you're in the store, she got that mask on. So them eyes, yeah, she could be a whole Rachel. Like. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> a whole Rachel. <laughs> right. Facts. No, but yeah, bro. On so yeah, on social media. See, I'm not in, on the dating app, so I ain't really got, got that far. I be on Instagram, you know what I'm saying? Right. I can see what you look like. So you already see the face. You ain't got to I can see, exactly. I can <laughs> see you in a few pictures. Okay. Exactly. I see you in a few pictures. <laughs> I might follow you. I see maybe what you doing. Like, are you out here without, without a mask on? Like, you ain't, <laughs> you know, are you at compound? Like, what you doing? Like, you feel me? So, <laughs> so I think, you know, you do have the ability, you know, to look. So I be on Instagram, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, DMs, all the things. Okay. <laughs> how you navigating this this? panini dating world it's good it is okay good. it's i think but the thing is so um you know i'm not out in the streets like john um because a lot of my connections are out of state and i don't want to say a lot like please don't listen to this and think i got a whole roster right I'm, a, I'm, like, I'm, only, I'm only dating one person yeah, like, that's not that's I not what i mean but people who i think what happened for me is people who had an interest um, that interest was able to be explored and we mm. really got to get to know each other. Um, so like for real. So yeah, it's been good. It's it's rough with the travel barriers and, you know, mm -hmm. trying to keep your respiratory system um, going. But you, know, <laughs> I mean, wow. you have more time to really talk. Like I feel like this is seventh grade. And we used to talk to the sun come up and mm -hmm. cause you got, you know, we're working from home now. So things are just a little bit different and, um, we're really getting to know each other. So, but no, so, so how do you move past the DM? Right. Right. Like how, how do we get past it? So I'm very open. I don't, okay. I'm like, what is it? Like, I'm not, I'm not, what you one want? Of these, Why what, you what here? is it? You, like, you're I, here. What, what's, what, what we got to talk about? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not one of those women that wants a man to chase me. So if I see that we have picked up in conversation and like, and I see that you may be a little hesitant, it's like, here, here got my number, you know, you can call me, blah, blah. And we just switch. Like, I don't have to, I'm not going to be in your DM for three months that's stupid like you're wasting my time because i'm going to ignore you i'm going to forget my attention span it's not that long so i just yeah so, that's so would you shoot the shot would you shoot the initial shot so i don't necessarily shoot shots but <laughs> okay. I, okay. I i have a method um that's called leaving breadcrumbs so you will know that i'm interested meaning like i like your pictures i'm very flirtatious so i don't mind saying you look really handsome today like i i'm just that I don't think it's aggressive. I just think that I'm not afraid to communicate. So if it's mm -hmm. on, I may not do that on your pictures, but you know, you do that little story and that's, that's, you look nice. Like I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't, I don't play games when it comes to stuff like that, but saying, 
um, you know, shoot your shot things, meaning like, I think you fine. We need to go out. That's probably not Jen, but you gonna know, <laughs> you gonna know that the DMs is open because I'm interacting with you on your social media pages. I'm, I'm reflecting on what you said. So I'll recall something that you said because I deal with a lot of, uh, not a lot. Let me not say this. Please don't listen to this. I think <laughs> my, my network is full of people that are full of purpose. So they're doing things. So I mm -hmm. will comment on that, on their craft, on their work and things like that um to drum up conversation so i'm gonna let you know that the door is open i'm not cold at all so john how did you get out the inbox and into you know these COVID dates right for sure <laughs> so i mean i'm 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 dating one person right now and um uh well actually like we actually knew each other outside of like the dms or whatever so she actually low-key shot her shot like at me like just via d yeah via text like and i was like what you know what i'm saying you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what'd she say i want to know what she said yeah it was it was it was slick like i was saying something about um i had just dropped like some new some new merch and she was like um i was like i was like you know you always super supportive she was like comment on the stuff she was like I was like, dang, I appreciate you. You oh, always super supportive. Interest. Yeah, and I was like, I see you. She was like, you know, I be trying to be seen, and so I was like, oh, okay, good. Luck. Okay, good. Luck. <laughs> That's a word. <laughs> That's a word. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, like you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, that. But um, outside of that, I think yeah. How do you? Get, I think it's easy to get out the DMs. Like if a you know a woman's actually interested in you, like I think it's very easy. She gonna throw that number in there. Like y'all talking too much. Mm -hmm. Like in there, just like it's getting real good. Like somebody gonna, you know, gonna initiate. Hey, let me text you, or hey, just call me, or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's easy when the when the interest is mutual. Cause I, I get annoyed quick. Like it's you taking too long here. Yeah, <laughs> I think right. now the journey now the journey to like you know showing interest and them kind of showing interest back. Now that's that that might be a little interesting. So like. Because I'm like, traditionally, if I'm in DMs, I'm like, a, I'm a comment on stories. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going mm. to throw, the, I, I ain't scared. Like, I'm going to throw the eyes. I'm going to throw the heart emoji. I'm going to throw all that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, see what you say back. You know, whatever it is. Like, she ignore it. Like, let it ride. You know, whatever. So, that's what I'm going to do. And then eventually, like, we striking up. You know, if it's like just a little bit of flirtation back. Mm -hmm. start that conversation and eventually just be like you know here's my oh like, like what can i text you you know whatever it is so how so has has depend do you think the pandemic will elongate like the falling in love process though you know what i'm saying because you're not you know no? you don't think so Jim? i don't think so at <laughs> all i think mm -hmm. the pandemic has taught me and a lot of singles um all of us are different but i think we we're learning now like time is not really ours like if you want it go Thanks. and get it like if this is something yeah. that you want aggressively pursue it and go from there i think it has taught us that i that many of us really want love and we're willing to do the work to get to that place yeah mm -hmm. i definitely agree i think if anything if you was like maybe kind of like a little in the streets or like <laughs> Come on, look, like just just one foot in the street. One foot in the street, you know, a little bit in the streets. You know, if anything, like I think you, you know, I think what what I know what, what definitely what keeps men single for a long time is this ability, is this like idea or this thought that oh you can oh I'm a you know I'm gonna see this person next week or this you know what I'm saying it's like you have access to so many women mm. you know what I'm saying in your circle you going out you doing you around so and so or this person and it's just like this idea that you know that you have access to all these people but now. 
things are shut down, people are kind of sticking to their circles. That's not really the reality anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. you you know what I'm saying? I think, and so I think people are like, nah, let me, you know what I'm saying? Let me buckle down. Let me stop playing, you know, and really focus on somebody um, that I think will be good for me. And as a woman, it's like I'm going through a whole global crisis without no support. Like, hello? Right. <laughs> Help me. Like, I don't understand. Right. So, Help me. Please. <laughs> so I guess what do you think some of the long-term effects will be of COVID dating? Do you think, because everybody says we're entering a new normal. We're entering a new normal. And I do think that everything in some regard is going to change and going to shift for better, for worse, indifferent, whatever, whatever. What do you think once, I guess, one or some of the long-term effects of this kind of COVID, primarily virtual dating, is going to do to how we navigate, how people, because I ain't navigating that, how people <laughs> navigate <laughs> relationships? I think one of the things that is going to come up is, do you fit in my real life as we begin yeah. to shift back? So, Wait a yeah. minute, because that is a word. Listen, are you? Are, can you fit in the puzzle? No, yeah, because <laughs> now there's song. a lot of conversation going on. We have a lot of, and I don't want to say free time as if people aren't doing anything, but we're at home now. So when things, it may not go all the way back to normal, but when I go, it, when it shifts a little bit, do you fit? Like when I can't talk to you five times a day, seven times a day, like what is your temperament going to be um are your realities my reality so mm-hmm. while we're in the pandemic and we're conversing and we're having great conversation and we're getting to know each other in real life you may have four kids like can your real life match with my real life am i willing to accept that right because in the pandemic mm-hmm. we just talking we vibe and we getting to know each other because mm-hmm. we're isolated and we have an extra aggression for companionship but when social life opens back up Will you be back to, I got options again, or this is not really what I thought it was. It fits Mm. now, but does it fit into my reality? So Mm. I think that's one of the things that we really have to consider because things are great now um, because essentially a lot of us are still on partial lockdown or like Maryland, we're locked lockdown. Um, but when it opens, well, Atlanta back, open, open. Open, open, I, open, Corona don't open. live there. Apparently, there is no Corona in Atlanta. <laughs> but you know, we got the cure. When it, when it opens back up, can I run with you? Are we still going to be running at the same pace? And I think that's something we really have to answer honestly. Pace. Are we going to even tap in that? Because that's a word. Yeah, <laughs> but I agree. The exact same thing. We start. I started thinking about that, like with friends, probably back in like September, summertime. You know, as people are like, okay, start accepting that reality. And I see friends, you know, homeboys getting in relationships and, you know, settling down and things of that nature. A lot of people, you know, popping up with kids, all the things, you know, it's one of those situations where, yeah, you be thinking like, okay, is this just, you know, pandemic shawty? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or is it, you know, somebody you really see yourself with, you know, yeah. for real, for real. It's like a, a two year long cuffing season. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's sure. really what it is. You don't know. So, but once the world gets free, like you're gonna see people in Miami, in Miami, and new relationships and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think if we we kind of talked about dating. So, we talked about after pandemic, after you know Panasonic, whatever. Um, if you were to, I guess, give advice to someone who either either in black love mm-hmm. or 
you would recommend them for black love, what would you, what would that, I guess, what would your advice be or recommendation be for somebody who's in black love or looking for black love? For me is to be honest. I think yeah. um, for singles, some of us want to be married and want companionship so much that we psych ourselves up, up or out to accept things that we really don't want. So mm. especially in this season, um, you say that you're okay with things that you're really not okay with. And um, being okay with your preferences being your preferences, your standard being your standard. Like don't um, say that you want something that you really don't want only to get it and then bash it because it doesn't work out and say, all oh, men are the same. Oh, all they're trouble. Well, you lied. You lied in the, in the beginning. You lied because I exist. You lied. Uh, right, right. <laughs> you lied. Or they're all cheaters. Well, he told you. You know, we have to be clear mm -hmm. in our communication, in our expectations, and our desires. Like, say what you want. Mean what you say. And don't accept things that you don't want for the sake of having a relationship. And not cause I believe that that will add to the longevity and stop this like men versus women and all of these clashing because we're not being honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I would say, yeah, on top of that, it's just, you know, do the work, like um, do the personal work, do the relationship work, do the spiritual work, do the mental work. I think, um, yeah, when you don't do the work, yeah, you stay the same, you know? And when you aren't doing that work, you see cycles in your life, you see things, you know, go unchanged. And it's like, if you don't, you know, do something different, if you don't take control of the cycles that you see in your life, of the areas in your life that are falling by the wayside, um, relationally, like, they're going to remain that way. They're going to stay the same. And, you'll, you know, you'll have, you know, no one to blame, you know, but yourself. And so I would say um, my biggest thing is whatever, you know, wh whatever you're working towards, like do the work there, you know, to make sure um, that that outcome that you're really looking to get, that it, it is not going to drop out the sky. Like you're not going to just wake up one day and everything is just different when you did nothing different. Right. Um, let, let me ask this, though, because, John, you brought up something about doing the spiritual work. Um, how does any of this change, if anything, in a Christian context? Yeah, I, I think it does. I think it does change things mm -hmm. um, overall. And you're and we're talking about the are we talking about the COVID dating thing? Well, just I mean, just navigating dating and love and relationships in general. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Christians. Yeah, we do have the um, we have the Holy Spirit. Like we have um, the ability, you know, to tap in um, and get wisdom. You know, what I'm saying from God, get wisdom from our Christian circles. Um, to, you know, look at the word and see what the mm -hmm. word says, you know, um, and judge the character of people, you know, cause I think that's really, um, uh, where, you know, the rubber really hits the road that, you know, Christians, like we shouldn't be the people who are, um, necessarily like blinded by the shiny thing, you know what I'm saying? Blinded cause, yeah. oh, they got this or they look this way or, you know, whatever we have to be you know, take that person and put them next to the word and see, you know, what that looks like. And um, I think, yeah, I think, you know, judging people, you know, doing relationships by the book the best as we can. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Obviously, the Bible doesn't really talk a whole lot about dating, you know, but it does talk a lot about character and who we should be. And so I think that is where we um, have the ability to use wisdom um, on who we're going to date. 
I think that um, when it comes to us being Christians, we should honor each other, whether they, whether it yeah. works out or not. Like, I think we have to do a better job of handling each other. Like, people shouldn't be going to the altar for the traumatic experiences that they have with another Christian. If it doesn't work, we have yes. to learn how to exit well. Like, because even if you're not my man, that's still a man of God. Like, even if that's not your woman or your wife, that's still somebody's wife. So honor them in a way that is integral. Um, mm -hmm. Honor them in a way that your dating life is still pleasing unto the Lord. So let's stop tearing each other down. Let's stop tearing each other down and mishandling each other. Like, let's handle each other with integrity. And I think, Jen, something you've said, I know we talked about it last time you were on the on the show, is that dating, you know, is a cultural practice. There is, you know, to John's point, there really isn't, you know, definitive scripture that talks about dating. Like, there's a lot of character things. There's a lot of things that teaches us, you know, how we should treat people, how we should love just in general, our brothers and our sisters. And I think so much as Christians, we try to throw so much, and I hate to use this word in this context, but throw so much religion on it that we're like, but wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't man of God me. Just, hey, how are you? My name is Josh. Huh. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or you know what I'm saying? I would like I would I would like to take you, you know, I ain't gonna pick up five chairs in the vestibule to show you how strong I am. I wanna all. take I wanna take you to get some coffee. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gotta I ain't gotta say the Lord told me you was my wife because the Lord ain't told Listen, me nothing. So stop you. saying that, y'all. Please I stop saying that. I just think you fine. I saw you singing on the praise and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Now that heel accentuate that leg a little bit different than last week. I'll see you, right? You know what I'm saying? So that's when my I met my wife in gospel choir. Like she was a new face, she pulled. I was like, I hit my preface like, hey, I ain't seen her, but who, who's she? <laughs> who's she? Then I went to her Facebook, you know, because we didn't have, you know, that, does that date me? IG wasn't a thing when we first started dating. Um, but I went to Facebook, she had a little boyfriend. I was like, I'll bet, fall back. About two weeks later, though, all the pictures was gone. So I was like, this is my opportunity. Let me, let me, let me log back in. Right? I was, I had my out, but I didn't come at her on no, you know. So when this, when this gospel concert over, you know, you want to make some melodies together? No, oh, ain't no melodies in heaven. You know what I'm saying? No, none, none of that. I just wanna, I just wanna take you out. You know what I'm saying? I just want to I want to get to know you better. And that's exactly what we did. We were honest in our pursuit with each other. Um, but but real quick, like like what have been some of your experiences like dating in this Christian country? Do you know how I feel about that woman of God? Like I, I know, I know. Woman of God. And not that I'm not a woman of God. We know, but, but you know you're a woman of that's God. That's exactly. <laughs> so I don't need you to keep reminding me of that. I think that um and I have experienced um like you said, like we over spiritualize things that are human. We don't mm. have a language for our humanity and how we feel in our dating context. So we make up things and mm -hmm. we hide behind church jargon because we don't know what to say. Right. Um, one of the things. So to that point, when men have approached me, it's like they try to find a back door, you know, in Christianity. And I'm like, you can say that I look cute today because I know I was popping. Like, I know, like, I know <laughs> right. I had the juice that day. Like, you could just. <laughs> say that without it being um grimy like you know learning how to accept and give compliments without it being so it's it's okay like it's okay you don't have to feel shame in flirting it's i mean do you want to be booed up or not like it's okay you don't have to speak in tongues to show your attraction so that's kind of what i have um experience and i think because we have not done dating well and we were not taught because there is no blueprint in the culture and the era has shifted that mm -hmm. 
because people don't know what to say, they don't want to mishandle it. So they back away from it or they dive into it in an unhealthy way. So you're doing things you're not supposed to be doing. You're shameful, you're condemned, and you don't know how to move forward healthily. So that's kind of what I've um, experienced, you know, men kind of being intimidated, which is very weird to me. Um, yeah, it's so annoying. Like, it's okay. Like, it's, it's, it's okay. Just say, hey, like, it's okay. <laughs> So that's kind of what I was, what I have experienced. Thanks. That's real. Yeah, I feel like um, uh, the Lord. I mean, the Lord been working on me, but I think uh, tra traditionally, I don't. I've never really gone for women who be like really in church like that. Like for real, for real. Like I just haven't. Like 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 who I'm dating now is probably the first person that I've dated that I knew grew up in church. We have very like very similar, and like I would say, you know, in spiritual maturity. You know, but majority of the people I've dated, like somebody I dated before for like a year and a half, she was she was there as well. But we were both kind of like young and just kind of trying to figure stuff out. But um, so, yeah, that's that's traditionally been my experience because I haven't really been attracted to that. And so I think like that's just you know that's what it was. Yeah, listen, you know, I, I don't know if you got time to unpack. I feel right. the same way, but okay, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, but now I am though. Now I am like for real. I really, really am, and I think that's more of a testimony to what God has done in me throughout the years. And so, um, yeah, so I'm working through it. Like I'm figuring out what it looks like. But it wasn't on like the churchy woman of God, man of God. Like I told y'all how that popped off. So and we, you know, so yeah, <laughs> thank God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we kind of talked about some some movies earlier. So we're going to kind of do a little bit more of of this or that. Okay. Black Love Movie Edition. All right. So this or that. Love and Basketball or Love Jones? I already told y'all. <laughs> we know. We I'm going to go with Love and Basketball. Love and Basketball. But you know, she was she was losing her virginity in her grandmama's pearls. <laughs> her ancestors you are, are just wrong. there. And you, I'm just like, Monica. But, then, but that's how it be happening, though, in real life. Like, people was losing their virginity in the summertime at somebody's house that they had no business at. Like, I feel like it's real life. It was and, real life. But I'm just, I mean, but Harriet, you know, all all the ancestors just sitting there. Like, girl, take them pearls off. Your mother sacrificed for this. But Maxwell, yeah. But Maxwell, go, go ahead, Brian. I'm just, I just, I'm fooling. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. All right, Queen and Slam, or Jason's lyric. Ooh, so I have a confession. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've never seen Queen and Slim, so I'm gonna have to go with Jason's lyric. I've never seen Jason's lyric. I don't know why Jason's lyric was so traumatic for me. It's such a traumatic. It was. It's a traumatic watch. It was a lot. It was just so much going on. It was just, oh. I remember every time he used to come on BET, I used to be like, I don't want to see it. I'm fine. My <laughs> wife loves Jason's lyric. And I'm just like, oh, it's so much. It's like, so there's murder. Lot. Like, murder shouldn't be in a love movie. In a love movie. It it's just shouldn't. Lot. But that's yeah, so with that, Sometimes go it happens like that in the hood, though. Like that. All right. Um, yeah. Poetic Justice or Baby Boy? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Can we be void of love at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Two terrible representations of love. <laughs> I'll have to go with poet. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'm like, baby mature. boy, no, sir. No baby boy. Ooh, <laughs> no, no Jody. <laughs> no. No Jody any bad. 
They were so bad, so terrible. The worst. They were sitting there having sex. First, she went, that movie is toxic, right? Talking about, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Then they're having sex the next scene. And then after that, she asked, he asked her, can you make me tacos and clean the house? It was just so abusive on so many (laughs) levels. So abusive. But on so many levels. That's how it be happening. I mean, we used to happen. I'm a changed woman. That that's things like that really happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. I, I know some people who have real baby boy esque poetic justice experiences. <laughs> Listen. You know, they go through the things, you know. But I guess it's what made them, you know, if what Marvin Sapp say, I'm strong. <laughs> Go on I guess. I guess you know. That ain't it. Uh, gone somewhere, please. I'm just saying. I mean, you don't. But here's the listen, people. You ain't got to go through none of that to be stronger or wiser or better. Okay, <laughs> so don't set up for any. Don't do that. Don't set up for any other things. <laughs> Brian, we got another one. I got. Okay, it's really more recommendations. So Valentine's Day is coming up. It's this weekend, mm-hmm. right? And it's gonna be a lot of sex. So. <laughs> what would be your three? Not necessarily sex, but what would be your three? Love song that you would recommend be played this weekend. Mm. Yeah, you can dig in the craze too. It ain't gotta be this new stuff. <laughs> you don't have to be the new <laughs> stuff. Yeah, sure. It could be. It could actually be real love making or really I love you song, not this hump me, screw me stuff. That'd be mm-hmm. <laughs> out here. Um, I like anything Marvin Gaye, Al Green, Al Green, The Reverend. Yeah, I'm a big Anita fan. Ooh, okay, y'all, y'all got good taste. Yeah, I'm a really big Anita fan. Um, John Legend I, 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 too. Like, like John Legend? Yeah. Yeah, old yeah. John, not new John. Old John. <laughs> yeah. Not new John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like some I'm ordinary people fan. type. Sleep with Stevie Wonder ass in there, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. Yeah, you know. Um, I probably, probably one of my newer favorite. Y'all, y'all know this artist named Kirby? Put us on. Uh, yeah, bro. The go listen to she. So I think she sampled, I think she sampled either Marvin Gaye or um, Al Green on this, um, on a particular like ballad, it's called uh, "Love by You" by Kirby. Bro, turn that joint on after this, after this, uh, after the podcast. Y'all gonna be yeah. I, I rock with that. That's a newer like ballad. It came out, but it still came out like two or three years ago. But mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. be on that new R and B like that. I really don't. I do like her. I do her, like her. Her is good. I like her. her. Yeah, these new R and B artists. Her. <laughs> these new R and B artists, they ain't grow up in church, so I don't be. <laughs> You know what? Because the churchy R&B folk, it's a different kind of grace on them. Hold on. Jasmine Sullivan grew up in church. But, and she just came out hotel. But she ain't But she ain't new, new. <laughs> no, she ain't That's new, true. though. We That's talking true. about That's these true. like Kehlani's and Oh, this, yeah. Nah. You know, Summer ain't Walkers. Yeah, like, ain't no church kids in R&B right now. Yeah. That's what. It, that why it's missing. It's missing, you know. I don't the, know. That conviction. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Real That's love, a, I think yeah. it's re- missing. Real love, yeah, the soul of love. Cause I mean, cause like for me, you take me, you take me, Jodeci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the man's name yeah. love you for life. You know, do you believe in love and the promise <laughs> that yeah. it gives? I want to love you for life, cause your love is why I live. That's a lyric. That's a word. <laughs> That's a make, word. We have to go make a play. Listen, uh, Music Soul Child had a solid like six album run. So yeah, just six. Pick one. Um, Press play. Old John Legend, of course. Um, I, I love Jill Scott. Uh, PJ Morton when he not reproducing and recycling all them songs. Because um, listen, y'all know. Y'all know. You yeah, listen to a PJ know. album, it is 10 songs, eight of the ones from two albums ago. We love you, PJ, but brother. <laughs> Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. But brother. Uh, yeah, but I think those are all solid choices. Brian, you got any, any ones you want to add before we wrap up? 
Uh, best love song, my favorite love song, Nothing Else Matters. Um, that's D'Angelo and uh, Lauren Hill. Oh, yeah, that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I can yeah. listen to that on repeat. Yeah, uh, my, my joint from that album is Tell Him. It's probably. Oh, on the miseducation. Uh, on miseducation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lauren Hill gave us some good love songs. I'm not even gonna lie; like she gave us some good love songs. I'm trying to think. Love songs that I like. I said you already said most of them, like John Legend and stuff like that. I'm gonna listen to Tank. I like Tank. Listen to Tank. Tank. Tank group in church. He gonna at least give you that. You, you got a face, Jen. You got a face, Jen. He just don't, don't like do it for me. Tyrese maybe, but Tank don't do it for me. Like. Mm. Maybe because Tyrese got that big and baby please type, <laughs> type, of, <laughs> type of feel. Fair. That's fair. Genuine. Yeah. Old genuine. Oh my gosh. Listen. I like old genuine. Old genuine. I like old genuine. Old genuine is good. Oh, a newer R&B artist that I do low key rock with. I do rock with uh, LMA though. I like Ella. Her, her right. album was solid. Like it was Ella. solid. It was, it was solid. solid, but just just skip the po- the skip the the, skip all the Yeah, skip the uh, the life Jennings interludes, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that. we don't want that. We don't need them. Other than that, it was good. It was good. But y'all, this has been an amazing, amazing conversation on Black Love, and we appreciate y'all for coming into the living room, hanging out with your boys. And having what I believe has been a really dope conversation. Um, but before we wrap up, we want to uh, tell the people some things you may have going on, how they can find you, how they can support you. Um, Jen and then John, let us know what's up. So I'm always um, kind of doing things like this. So if you want to follow me and get more content on singleness and sisterhood, you can follow me on IG at Lady Inspiration mm-hmm. or on mm-hmm. Facebook at Jennifer Trotter. So I would love to connect with you. Good deal. Dope. Yep. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm all things creative, Christian creator, in 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 every right. Um, follow stained glass apparel. You know, if you like faith based, you know, apparel. If you if you want some black stuff, you need to you know be five for uh for Black History Month. You know, say you know have your coworkers looking at you crazy on on Zoom because you got on some black Thanks. stuff. <laughs> Check out my Instagram at Poet John Wood. Both of my brands are in my bio. Yeah. Well, that's what's up. Again, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank We're y'all. Gonna, uh, wrap up this segment, but we definitely gonna have y'all back because this is not the end. Brian, at you ready all. to go and talk about some black man self care? Let's go ahead and do that. Let's do it. Woosa. 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 All right, we are here at I Am My Brother's Keeper, Black Man Self Care. We talk about all the things that we do to take care of ourselves because, mm-hmm. you know, as black men, we, we, we deserve it. We deserve it. We deserve the good things. We deserve to take care of ourselves. So what are you doing this weekend to uh, take care of yourself? Well, you know, it's Valentine's Day weekend. It is. I wish y'all could have saw how hard I rolled my eyes. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I ain't made no reservations. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Ash ain't really talking about it. I'm not a big Valentine's Day celebrator. Asha is indifferent. In a sense, so we'll probably hang out and you know mm-hmm. have some date nights and you know have, spend some quality time with each other. But I don't know that. Um, probably I'm not gonna. This, here's my self care. I'm not gonna stress about it. Mm-hmm. 
That's good. That's 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 the self care. I'm not gonna stress about it. And it's not that I'm not gonna make her weekend special. Mm-hmm. It's just that I'm not gonna stress about it. <laughs> <laughs> I choose me. Even mm-hmm. in, in even in providing love and, and romance for her, I mm-hmm. choose me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that is it. How about you, bro? Um, we're actually going to do like a staycation. Um, Look at you. Mm, cute. <laughs> <laughs> listen, so um, my mom's been dying to like watch my daughter overnight. So we give an opportunity and there's a lot of like movies and stuff like that that we have not seen. Like my, our daughter was born in 2019. Um, and as you know, Josh, like when they're that small, like watching movies and stuff like that and getting the time away to binge mm-hmm. watch stuff it just doesn't exist yeah uh so we're gonna go do a staycation um and let my daughter go with my mom and we're gonna just try to watch all the stuff that we could not watch and then just sleep like haven't slept really well in a long time so that's what we're gonna do hopefully we get some you know because have you fin? did you did you ever and this is not shade this is a real question i don't remember did you ever finish p valley yeah i finished okay it, yes okay, okay. She, she she stopped at like episode Two or three, <laughs> and, and we we just finished um we just finished Ghost, so we gotta talk about that at some point. We gotta talk about Ghost. Okay, cool. Yep. And we gotta make sure that um we we talk about next week too, Malcolm and Marie. We do. We didn't talk about that. Oh, and we got some of, things to talk about. We do. Speaking of something, I want you to watch. Okay. Um, it's this show called Married at First Sight. No, no, I can't. Why not? Because I've tried and I can't. <laughs> so Asha has watched it. Like okay. she's watched the 90 Day Fiance and stuff and all of those things. And that's mm-hmm. just, it's so bad. It is. And I, and I typically enjoy white mess, mm-hmm. but that. This season is, <laughs> well, la- last season was white mess. Mm-hmm. This season, the black folks is just you know, well, one black person in general, one black couple in general sh- showing details. Okay. So for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to at least give it one episode for you. Okay. At least if I can't do it, Brian, <laughs> there's a character <clears throat> character. There's a person, a personality on the show that I definitely want to discuss. Um, and, and it's, and it's, and it's based in Atlanta this season. Oh my T God. Okay. So I'll, <clears throat> I'll, for black history month, <laughs> I'm going to oblige my brother and I'm going to find pockets of time to watch. And that may be something to ask you. Ask watch a lot of TV. But she, she she enjoys that kind of foolishness. <laughs> so maybe we'll watch that together. Um, do we have anything in the P.O. box before we go there? Uh, we do. We do. All right. Yes. Let's head on over and see what the postman talking about. All right. Oh, yes. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. All right, good people. Here we are at the P.O. Box, and this is your opportunity to uh-huh. write in to us and to get yep. our advice, our answers, our perspective. Listen, we ain't nobody's therapist. Nobody's But <laughs> we do our best to try to provide perspective. So if you have a question or a comment or a story or anything that you need advice on, shoot it to us in the P.O. Box by going to askthegxr at gmail.com. We will read your um, questions aloud, give you a pseudonym to protect your identity and all those involved. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we do the things. We are here. We are family. We are here. So, Brian, let's see what you know what the postman have for us today. All right. <clears throat> all right. So, let's see here. Pronouns. Mm-hmm. She, her. Okay. It's Black History Month, so you gotta give us a, either a a real black name or a real strong black name. Okay. Um, real strong black name for a person who identifies as a woman. 
um, Gertrude Basquat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gertrude Basquat. Okay, I'm going to remember how much I remember that. Gertrude. Okay, Gertrude Basquat. All right. Yes. <laughs> Gertrude. Hey, Gertie. Basquat. Okay, Gertie. <laughs> all right, Gertie. Thank you. Um, all right, here goes the letter. It that says, brings me joy. <laughs> Gertie. <laughs> Hi, fellas. Hey. I have a dilemma. All right. I love to hear the dilemmas. Uh, <laughs> my college sweetheart and I ended our relationship about three years, three years ago because he had a job in another state. Okay. We tried the long distance thing for a while, but came to the agreement that it was not best for us. Things ended rather amicably and we moved on with our lives. In that time, I started dating someone else. Okay. Good for you. Me and the new guy have been dating seriously now for about a year and things are great. Here is the dilemma. Oh, Lord. My college sweetheart called me randomly and asked to meet up because he was in the city. I know what that sounds like. Uh, I was taken back, but decided to meet him at a restaurant that was outdoor seating because we are in a whole Panasonic. Ain't we? I'm glad. Listen, you're smart. Right. When I met with him, Things were awkward at first, but as soon as so things were awkward at first, but we soon got back into our old groove of conversation. During this conversation, he revealed that he had been single the entire time and was moving back to Austin. That's where we are from. Um, he asked if we could think through rekindling our relationship since our primary barrier was distance. I did not know what to say. I abruptly changed the conversation and asked that I have time to think this through. You got a whole boyfriend, girl. Uh, (laughs) he respected my choice and we ended the lunch I have not told my current boyfriend about any of this and quite honestly I do not know what to do my boyfriend and I are in a good place but I cannot say that I am in love with him Mm. I also tried to put uh, excuse me I also tried to put me and my ex behind me and never thought this would be an option for us we didn't end bad but we're mature enough to know that long distance was not our thing. This is no longer the case. As men, how would you feel about me going to lunch? That's one question. Uh, and then two is, should I tell my boyfriend what happened? Uh, oh, another one. Should I reach back out to my ex and talk this through? Love your show and need a man's perspective. Gertrude Basquat, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Gertie. Gertie. Gertie B. <laughs> Oof. Um, you want to go? You want to go first? Uh, yeah, I don't really have too much to say. Honestly, the, <laughs> like, okay, so I'm under the old adage that if you're not married, you're single. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and you did admit that, you know, you are, you'd like to do that you with, but you're not like, serious serious you're not in love with the dude but it seems like this ex that you were with at one point y'all had a strong relationship and y'all i guess i had a future together uh, or you saw a future together but like the long distance thing didn't work so i guess to me the dilemma is like you have a person it sounds like they may be good but you have a person that you are with that you just broke up with because it was just the distance mm-hmm. and you want to try it out uh, you might have to just see how this see how this thing play. You might have to just date both of them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, it's twenty twenty one, sister. You're not married. Um, go ahead, just just you know, date both of them at this time. Um, 
Oh, okay. Brian, I, I, you know, Brian, I it's twenty. You know, polygamy and stuff. Go ahead. If they ain't married, you know what I'm saying. Like at this point, you know, <laughs> this is you are a woman. You own. You are. You own your own body. You can do whatever you want. Um, yeah, true. Or, or you know, you if you could tell the dude that you're with now, like you know, I need some space. I need some opportunity to see what I can do. Figure it out. If you don't want to cheat on the dude, space and opportunity. Right. <laughs> so I need some space. You know what I'm saying. And you know, and and but to answer the question as far as like how should you feel about going to lunch, like. Again, y'all not married. I can see how like you've been in a committed relationship. You don't want to go to lunch with somebody else, but it doesn't seem like y'all are like super far. And and in the moment, like y'all were y'all were friends. Like you know, it, it was a, 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 an acquaintance from the past. Mm-hmm. Um, should I tell my boyfriend what what happened? Eh, it depends on how you feel. Like, do you feel? Like, oh, I guess I guess to me, if you don't really care about the dude that you are dating, I would tell him because then he'd be like. Either he's gonna be like, all right, that's cool, don't worry about it. Or he'll be like, I ain't cool, we need to break up. And then here you are. You have the dude that's 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 back in town, and y'all can go and do what you want to do. So it, to me, it's a it's a win-win situation. Do what you want to do, do however you feel. 2021, I will say dudes do this all the time. Like, whatever. Do what you want to do. I'm gonna disagree slightly. <laughs> um because I am all for dating multiple people. Because mm-hmm. I believe too, you're single till you're married. However, okay, how be ever? When you reach the point of exclusivity, I think the roster has to be cut off. Mm. Um, so I am one that if I just met you mm-hmm. and we go on one date, don't ever assume that you're my only date. Uh, I could be exploring those options, and in the midst of dating girl one, girl two, girl three, girl four, mm-hmm. right? I am trying to make a decision on right. who. You know, I want to be exclusive with, and I expect you to kind of do the same thing. Right. Um, I don't expect to be your number one. And as we keep growing, you know, some of the other options come off the list. But at this point in the game, you're calling him your boyfriend. Y'all been together for a year. Right. So whether you feel like you're in love or not, I don't think love has a timeline. So I'm not going to judge you for saying you ain't in love after a year. Like that's right. That's okay. Um, but I do think number one. In this particular sense, I don't think you were. Let me start. Let me just start from the beginning. I don't think you were wrong to go to lunch. Right. I think that that was your college sweetheart. You like you said, y'all ended on really good terms. Right. It was just the distance, and for that, and it could just be maturity because you could be at a stage now where you probably could do a long distance relationship, but for whatever reason, three years right. ago, that was not an option for you too. You didn't see it working, so you decided to end it. Right. So it kind of seemed like there was there will always be some love there. So I didn't I don't see why it was wrong. And I like that you went to lunch and not dinner. Like you know, right. so all these things spoke right, 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 right. You know, to like friendship and not romance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you probably low key knew when he called you randomly and what didn't text about? you that possi- that was a possibility of like something about your relationship was going to come mm-hmm. up, even if it was just like I didn't like the way we ended. You know, you know, what, whatever. I feel like you kind of knew something was going to come up. Um, but it's, this is my thing. Mm-hmm. If you are genuinely not in love with this gentleman after you didn't say how old you were. Right. So I don't know if you're at that age where you're thinking about marriage or whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, or even not just age, just place in life. Right. Where right, you're thinking right. about marriage. Um, but what I will say, if you are legit saying, I want to see what can happen with my college sweetheart, I think you owe it to your current boyfriend to one, tell him about the lunch. And then if I'm gonna be real honest, break up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
don't because as a man, I wouldn't want you, especially after a year. If I'm your boyfriend, I'm your mm-hmm. I'm your your only dude, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want you to string me along while you're trying to figure out can you rekindle something with your old flame. Right. Uh, I wouldn't like that. Um, that makes sense. So I think if you, I, I really just depends on how deep are your feelings for your ex. Like, is this something that when you met, you felt the butterflies, you felt the, mm-hmm. I mean, because I think you did all the right things. Like when he right. asked, you changed the subject. He was like, wait a minute. I need, you know, I'm not, I can't mm-hmm. answer this right now. I need to think, like, I think you did all the right things. But I also think because this was your, when you say college sweetheart, that means that y'all was, y'all was in it. In it, in it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all was in it. And, and then as college sweethearts are a little different than high school sweethearts, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're young, but you're, you're, you're a lot more mature. Right. You're in these really critical development points of life and blah, 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 blah. And we don't know how long the college sweetheart, like we don't like, these are the other things that we don't know. We mm-hmm. don't know what this three year period was post-college. So y'all could be, in, y'all could be like in your thirties by now. You know, and just like, you know what I'm saying, and just recently separated or broke up around when y'all was 27, 20, like we don't know. Um, so all of that kind of all of that kind of context kind of matters too, in a sense to me, because it speaks to the longevity of what their relationship was, all the ways that you all grew together. I will say for your ex-boyfriend, you actually don't owe him anything either. Mm-mm. Because just because he stayed single, and I'm sure that man probably went on some dates and played the field. Right. You know, we don't know. But in a sense, it's almost like now that I had this opportunity to come back to Austin, you should have been waiting for me. And you don't have to wait for nobody, sis. Um, so on that end, I don't want you to feel pressured like, oh, he waited for me. You know, what can I give in return? Nothing. You know right. what I'm saying? Because there really could be, you could tell your ex, I want us like, I don't know if this dude is my husband yet, but I want to see where this goes because we are in a really great place. So I don't right. want to mess that up. You know what I'm saying? <clears> so I, I feel like you have to determine Two things. One, how how strong are your feelings for your current boyfriend? I know you don't love him, but how much do you really care? And mm-hmm. what? And this may be a really good time, especially after a year, to evaluate what is my future with this dude. Right. If there is a future, and then the second thing you have to really think through is what are how strong are my feelings and my interest, and how much energy do I want to put back into rekindling this past relationship? And again, it's not about rekindling it because it was bad it's literally kind of picking up where you left off Mm -hmm. because of a distance thing and now that barrier is gone and you know for a fact bearing any crazy circumstance y'all probably wouldn't have broken up right so you have to weigh those things and i hate to sound tyler (laughs) perry-esque but legit probably put it down on some paper and really be like i i feel this way about this i feel that way about this and whatever you do, I think you need to be honest with whomever about the decision that you make. Don't leave neither one of these guys out here stranded. But the person who de- really don't deserve anything is your ex, other than right. uh, I'm good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and now that you said that, like, the, I think the idea of, and I think even just off of just the strength of it all, is like this dude come back and you're gonna just drop everything to do mm-hmm. to do too. To me that that could kind of send like a message. And that's kinda like, problematic too. Like yeah. you expected me to just wait. And that's the other thing. Did he even ask you where you dating somebody? Did you even tell him right. that you were dating? You know what I'm saying? All of the things. And if y'all were that cool, I'm sure he saw on social media that you're dating. So like right. you know, the, the more I talk it through, the more I'm like, I don't know about this ex. <laughs> right. He might have been like, you know, I'm going out here to just get this girl. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. she mine. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. This is my baby. I'm, I'm I'm coming back. You know. Right. Yeah. I don't, I I hope that helped. But I'm telling you, as a man, if I was your boyfriend specifically, I ain't think about the ex right now. If I was your yeah. boyfriend, 
that's I would I would want you to be honest with me. And it may hurt. I may not like it, but I think you at least whatever you decide, talk about the lunch. That's an honest space. Yeah, yeah. And if nothing genuinely happened and I trust you, you've never given me a reason not to trust you. I may I don't know how I would feel in the moment, but I would appreciate the fact that you were honest with me about that. So, yeah. You know, I think I think as if I were to put myself in the boyfriend's shoes, like I would I would want to know. I would want to know. Mm-hmm. Um and then also I wouldn't want to be in a situation where like you are potentially in love with this other dude. And like we just together, like you know what I'm saying, like or yeah. I'm like a space holder, or right, or be like a Sylvie's love situation where like I'm just, <laughs> you know, you really love this dude, but like you end up settling with me, like and mm-hmm. then you miserable and you resent me, right? And like nah, fam, I, I, right. I don't want that situation, right? And that's so that's so real and that's so true. And like I think to take it, you know, another further as they would say, is that I 31 year old Josh wouldn't be mad that you had that lunch. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be. What I would, though, is want to have a conversation around it to ask those exact questions. What does this mean? How do you right. feel? Because I feel like if you want to explore that, I need to know where I stand. I don't want right. to be in this thing by myself. I don't want to just be sitting here looking and right. contemplating and all this other kind of stuff. So, um, Gertie B, I hope that we helped. I hope that any of that made sense. And um, <laughs> so, if you can. Clearly, you listen. So, since you're listening, update us. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know what you decided to do. Um, and God power to you. Black love. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oof, okay. Um, ready for a greater conversation? Am I? I guess we got some things to get off our chest. Oh, I got some things to get off my <laughs> chest. Let's go on over there. Let's do that, please. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, we are here at a, at a greater conversation mm-hmm. where we get some things off our chest. And I think we both have something because it's two weeks into Black History Month and the folks have been just tripping. So do you want to go first or do you have what you want to talk about? This is going to be relatively quick. The first okay. one, because I got two things. Mm-hmm. So issue number one is that let me, let me give an abstract <laughs> to my rant. <laughs> my abstract is, is that this is Black History Month. I expect mm-hmm. white people to be cutting up. Right. But you blacks, mm-hmm. y'all are showing y'all tail. And that's what today's Gary Conversations mm-hmm. are about. Okay. Um, well, these people may not be blacks. Let me start here. Utah. Okay. <laughs> There's a school in, first of all, it's Utah. So mm-hmm. probably ain't no black. You know, ain't black. Yeah, but, I've been to Utah. I ain't seen no black. <laughs> There's a school in Utah. The principal um, had made it an option for stu- for parents to allow their children to opt out of the lesson when, when black history curriculum is being taught during this month. I'm going to say that again in case you thought mm. I was lying. The principal is allowing parents to choose whether or not their children should stay in the classroom while black history is being taught. Oof. So many issues with that. First of all, that shouldn't be an option. Number two, I don't have time to really dissect and to go through the ways in which black history 
is American history. Black history is history, period. We've made so many contributions to the world. We've made so many contributions to society and just the things in which if you took away black people, your quality of life will be greatly diminished. You know how many inventions we created? Right. You know how many um, discoveries we made? You know how many first we were? Not just first black, but just first in general. So without us, there would be no history. And then to 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 whitewash our experience in America, because I've I've read those textbooks. I've been in classrooms when they talk about slavery and they just kind of ease on past it. They want to go straight into the Civil War and things like that. No. Why was there a civil war? What about these black soldiers who were fighting? Let's talk about Jim Crow. Let's talk mm -hmm. about more than just Martin Luther King and then Maya Angelou and then Rosa Parks. Let's really discuss why Rosa Parks was chosen mm -hmm. to sit on that bus, mm -hmm. why she sat on the bus, the change that occurred, and then the, the awful treatment that occurred to black people when they made the when they made certain stances to boycott and to sit in. These mm -hmm. are things that may be tough to realize, but your little lily white children need to sit in that room and they need to understand these things. And I hope and pray that there's no black people who are opting out of their children to be taught these lessons. Because truth right. be told, mm -hmm. these black history lessons, specifically in Utah, ain't finna be nothing but the overglorification of Martin Luther King, Rosa right. Parks, and Frederick Douglass. And I love mm -hmm. them. Those are our people. Those are our, you know, so our black icons. But there is so much more to black history than those, quote-unquote, safe people that you like to talk about. And then you don't really want to talk about the real MLK. Because y'all like y'all love that I have a dream MLK. Y'all don't like the MLK who started right. to be a little bit more militant toward the end of his life. Y'all don't like the MLK, you know what I'm saying, that was calling for radical change. Y'all like mm -hmm. to admit that this same MLK was being phone wise being tapped by the FBI. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like right, right, y'all right. like y'all you know, and at the time of his death, he was one of the most hated men in America. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't like to talk about that kind of stuff, Not right? Y'all like to really you know, put these rose-colored glasses. And it's cool. We're going to honor the king that he was. But at the same mm -hmm. time, let's do more than just this surface level stuff. So I am flabbergasted. I am annoyed. I am irritated at that principle. And you should be reprimanded in some way. Like that, to me, that's that's racism. Mm -hmm. That's like, you could, like I'm going to call a spade a spade, fam. Right, that right, is right. racism. And it should not be happening. The second thing mm -hmm. that I want to talk about is okay. this... this Negro running mm -hmm. for governor in the state of Michigan. Whew. He's a black man who mm -hmm. decided to mm -hmm. say that if he were to win the governor's race, that he would cancel Black History Month. You slew-footed, jigger-booing coon Ooh. of Ooh. a nigga, you. Ooh. What in on earth? You Uncle Ruckus replica, are you thinking about? Like, how much butt cracks do you need to lick? How mm. many white balls do you need to juggle in your hands before <laughs> you understand that these people do not care about you? And you At go all. on to say, to mm -hmm. try to assimilate. This ain't even code switching. This mm -hmm. is DNA flipping. You right. are legit saying that you're going to cancel Black History Month. And Brian, this is what the kicker, because he said uh -huh. it is unfair. Mm -hmm. And probably illegal. Ha like what? Mm -hmm. 
And and this is the one reason why I did the Utah story before this one is because that black history, a lot of times in schools, are relegated to Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it is not, our history isn't adequately taught. Uh-huh. And even during February, number one, it's not enough time to go through what our history is. But even during February, there are so many people who are ill-equipped to teach our history that we don't, we only get, again, surface level stuff. So how on earth is it unfair? How mm-hmm. on earth is it illegal? We hear about white history every single day i watched mm-hmm. blackish this week and they were talking about like some of the first and you know andre johnson usually does you know the little opening monologue or whatever that part of the opening monologue was mm-hmm. who was the first white person to be into the um in baseball nigga we don't know because right. baseball was a white sport <laughs> it was like who yeah. was the first white this this and that we don't know but mm-hmm. we know who the first blackie is why because out like, we have to break barriers we have mm-hmm. to jump over hurdles and all these kind of things so we hear about like white history is life like it's it's just ever present it, it it's, it's is, always yeah. there y'all all like yeah you know what i'm saying you you've 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 um taken over you've tried to be dominant you've monopolized mm-hmm. what gets put in the media what gets pushed in textbooks and you whitewash and you 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 erase us from history so black brother nigerian american brother that you are mm-hmm. i am sorely disappointed i am irritated i am grieved mm-hmm. by your i don't know where this stance came from but this minstrel show that you putting on, not cool. It needs to stop. Mm-hmm. Take the black paint off. Get those. Get that red stuff off your lips. That white stuff off your lips. And let's come into the light. You are. Li- if there was ever a sunken place example, my brother, you are it. Deep. And I and I am. I am sorely disappointed. And I and I'm sure the ancestors are disappointed in your decision to say such a thing. Now you can, as a Nigerian American, I know that there are cultural barriers between mm-hmm. our African brothers and sisters and us mm-hmm. sometimes. However, I don't think any of them. I haven't met any of that is going to go so far to say that we should not be celebrating Black history because mm-hmm. the mere fact that some of them who migrated to america for whatever their choices were they are also a part of this black history Mm -hmm. so to cancel that means to cancel even your ability right to even run for governor bro like you gotta think about that your ability to even run for governor right when you cancel black history you cancel the acknowledgement of your position and your privilege to be able to do what you're doing so i'm done because i i don't want to keep going but yeah uh yeah, and yeah, all both of those stories have you know had me boiling, and this is one that I, I it's kind of on the same lines. Well, tone deafness I think is the um the line between the first one that you did, and then the second one is blacks just just showing out on black as your mouth. Um, so principal Christy Caldwell Drake. Oh Lord. From your state. My state. Yep. Your state. Uh Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is you know, Chattanooga, Tennessee is probably closer to Atlanta than it is to Memphis. Oh yeah, it's an hour from Atlanta. It's like five hours <laughs> from Memphis. Right. So So Georgia, uh, you can have them. Right. <laughs> Cut the state line off. So this woman of color, black woman, I'm gonna call her black woman. I'm not gonna treat her and put her in that category. She's the principal of East Ridge Middle School. And she announced that this month, which what month is this, Joshua? It's Black History Month. Black History Month. Uh, the theme that she decided to go with was All Lives Matter. 
the theme that she decided to go with on this here Black History Month was All Lives Matter. Didn't we tell y'all that Carter G. <laughs> Wilson didn't sacrifice for this? <sighs> she decided on for the month that we celebrate Black History, she All Lives Mattered, Black Lives Matter. Like the level of like tone deafness, um, stupidity, um, just, you know, and I'm trying to be kind because this is a black woman, but what, what, what was the idea? She apologized later on saying like, I, you know, I didn't consider the context at the time. And I just came up with this theme. Like, 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 like what all lives matter, black lives matter has been like a thing since what Ferguson, what, yes. you know, like. And that was five years ago. Like, so for, for you to sit there and say you didn't consider the, the context, you didn't consider the theme uh, before you thought about it. Like, 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 why would you choose of all months, Black History Month to be All Lives Matter months? Uh, she said she based it off of the idea or mural of all the children or every child matters. But like to say all lives matter during Black History Month is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And again. You're a black woman, so I do want to salute you and celebrate you and all that kind of good stuff. But we got to call, like I said, you got to call a spade a spade. You got to call our people out uh, when they do dumb stuff just yes. like this. And, you know, you, you, from my understanding, the school that she print is the principal of, it's predominantly black and brown kids, predominantly black kids. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you sat there and, you know, made the theme All Lives Matter to a predominantly black school. And that doesn't make any any sense. And granted, we know I understand the theory that every child matters, every life matters, and stuff like that. But in Black History Month, when we're openly celebrating being openly black, when all the other months and all the other times, all the other seasons, it seems like we're under attack. Yeah, this is the month where we can allow ourselves to be celebrated and uplifted. Uh, you decided to give it to somebody else and pretty much throw it away. And whoever the parents were, that you know cussed her out, wrote letters and all that kind of good stuff. Kudos to you. Um, because if, if I, I guarantee you, I'm pretty sure if the same, if you got a note or something came home from the school or newsletter and it was black history month and Josh and Jaden, um, they, that theme was all lives matter in black history month. I'm pretty sure. Well, I'd be on CNN. <laughs> <laughs> that that would not slide. CNN. That would not slide. And, and another thing, shouts out or not shouts out to all the people who are choosing to overemphasize all the businesses that are overemphasizing um, uh, February as like a this love month thing, and you're failing to um, celebrate Black History Month, especially those that maybe public schools and you know government type jobs and stuff like that, where you know. That's, you know, part of, you know, what, what you're supposed to do as far as diversity and understanding cultures and stuff like that. Like, like, like to me, if anything, it shows how I don't want to say tone. I think sometimes blatantly racist that you are, that you are, are so unwilling to just to just acknowledge it. And it's not, it's not even really the fact that you have to wear dashiki to, to work. It's really just to acknowledge like you can sit there and send an email on February 1st and say, you know what? It's Black History Month. Shout out, even if you just said, you know, shout out to Harriet Tubman um, and mm. just named out like the, and named the shallow black folks, like for these people that aren't doing anything, like y'all not doing nothing, like no type of celebration, no type of even acknowledgement. And what adds insult to injury, the reason why we have Black History Month, I think you alluded to this earlier, 
is because there is no acknowledgement. Yes. For all the things we're doing, for all the things we've been um, making ways. And even on top of that, we're not only making ways for black folks, we're making ways and opportunities for people that are for POCs. So if anything, um, Principal Christie, Caldwell Drake, that was stupid. I'm glad that you apologized, um, but all those businesses that are not acknowledging and openly, at least making an effort to acknowledge black folks um, during this month, and it's the shortest month of the year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the shortest month of the year. You can't even you could you could just send an email out every day a Black History fact. It's only 29 days. Can't even give us the the, the, the twenty the 28, 29 days. Twenty eight. Right? Like it's like you could see that if you could find twenty eight, twenty nine black people who did, who did something like and say you know did you know that you know and it can be the easy stuff like freaking George Car- Washington Carver and peanuts like it don't have to be nothing like big like just acknowledge it um and that's my issue <sighs> oh and this has been another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast uh, as always we want to thank you all for listening and tuning in especially during this extra black month that we are celebrating so we're going to always do our part to use our platform and our privilege and our voices to uplift black people right. their voices their talents and everything like that which is why we've made a conscious effort to have all of these amazing, beautiful people uh, on the show with us. And it does not end here. Uh, so make sure that you're continuing to tune in. Tell your mama, yep. your daddy, your cousin, your friend, your boyfriend, your ex-boyfriend, your girlfriend, and everybody in between to listen to us every Thursday. We drop every Thursday. Um, every Thursday. Brian, tell them how they can follow and keep up with us. Uh, our website. Yes. And I don't. we may have a big announcement coming up next week. We may or may not, yeah. So the website's going to be one place you're going to want to go. So um, <clears throat> website, thejigsawpodcast.com. Check us out there. You can pretty much get everything you need on the website, but if not, you can always follow us on social media. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Please like it. Please share. Um, Instagram, the Jigsaw Podcast. Uh, follow, share. Uh, make sure you listen to our greatest five stars, Five stars or nothing. Mm-hmm. Like either, either you give us five stars or nothing. We don't want no fours, no threes, nothing else. Um, leave us some comments. Um, share our stuff. Like you know, love us. Uh, gas us up. Let us know how dope we are. Um, you can follow me or find me at I am Brian Hare. You can find Josh at I am Josh Rogers. Yep. Um, and anything else? Nope. As always, yep. um, don't let this life stress you out, especially on Black History Month. Right. Do what you can while uh-huh. you can, the very best ways that you can. But in yes, the midst sir. of all it, uh huh. Don't get caught with your work undone. We love y'all. Peace.